0: Welcome to the After Dark Podcast
1: with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
2: Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James and that's Conrad. Hello. Well, Conrad, how you been
1: this week? I've been good, thank you. That was a very um, sort of like an after dinner kind of speaker intro you did there so like hello friends and
2: uh, yeah, yeah i was take i was going after your thing when with the uh the advert we made for the, the um, best yeah. podcast ever yeah hello
1: friends set hello. yourself down a spell and let me talk to you about a tv show called dark
2: <laughs> yeah exactly uh, actually, i actually i i don't feel like a fraud this time because we genuinely haven't recorded the after dark podcast in a week now so I actually feel like I am, you know, able to say how you've been this week because yeah, over Christmas I, we were recording crazy amounts. Yeah, we were recording
1: a lot and now I don't remember how to do the After Dark podcast anymore because it's been, it's been like a week <laughs> since
2: we did it. Yeah, but having said that, we're only three episodes. Well, after this, we're only two episodes to the end of Dark. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Do you feel like this episode is actually leading to the end game now?
1: yeah sort of i can see i think i can see the plane coming into land in the distance but it's kind of like like dipping a little a little bit and like waving and i'm like what's happening here guys like which which runway are you landing on but i, I think i know but it's entirely possible that they could pull a yui at
2: the last minute Pull a yui.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called in a plane right i love then, i love um,
2: that because you you say pull a yui because that's like a real sort of like driving slang term right Whereas later on in the episode, we'll be talking about a slang term from my childhood that involves giving someone a lift on a bike. <laughs> okay, I wonder what I, now I'm fascinated to hear if that's the
1: same as what it would have been for my, from my childhood. We'll let's see, stay tuned. Let's keep the have listeners waiting
2: for that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there we go. Guys, it's a really exciting time. As you know, we've just uh, changed the channel, uh, YouTube channel. The audio listeners might not know this. Uh, but we've just changed our YouTube channel to be called the culture cave and Conrad's now a joint member of joint owner of that channel which is very exciting and we're we're very happy with the way it's looking and hopefully we'll be able to provide content going forward but just audio listeners should know if you've subscribed to the YouTube channel but you don't really check it out that much because you're more of an audio listener that's fine but we've changed so if you see it pop up as the culture cave that's who we are now
1: yeah and there's a lot of stuff on there now as well so you know just go to the YouTube channel check it out
2: yeah, because a lot of stuff are there, a lot of plans for the future. It's all going great. Right, okay, so I think we're probably going to be talking about this one for a while. I say that, every time I say we're going to be ending soon, we end up going another three hours. So yeah. by saying we're going to talk about it for a long time, maybe I'm jinxing it in the opposite direction, but I think we'll, we'll get the get first
1: podcast it. under an hour.
2: Yeah, exactly. So subscribe to the podcasting apps if you haven't already. Subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel, The Culture Cave. Um, This is a Culture Cave production. We're going to do something with that in the future, I'm sure. Um, Could you please also uh, send us an email to adpodmail at gmail.com if there's questions or comments or anything you want to throw our way. Um, As well as that, leave a comment on this video for questions for Conrad for Episode 7 of Season 3. We are getting there now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that's all I have to say. So let's go straight into it then, Conrad. Yeah, let's do it. Oh,
0: let's break it down!
2: So the episode opens with Maybe one of the coolest reveals, parallels, perpendiculars we've seen in the show. Uh, basically, Jonas having Marta having been shot, um, so we know that Adam still shot her in this in this one. Um, Jonas, who we then will learn soon will be the one to go on to be Adam, runs and takes shelter in the basement. Because I said to you last week, I think Conrad, how do you think he survived? Well, there you go. It's simple as that. Just run to the basement. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like this is. Kind, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but I feel like this is kind of
1: cheating. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a sort of Deus Ex basement that's, that's happening because at no point has anyone mentioned this house having a basement in two two seasons of television. Which it would. I, I think what I would have liked is if Just they'd have mentioned a, a basement once. Yeah, in well, the I first th- season. Th- well, yeah, I think what I what would have been cool is in the second season if they'd have established there as a basement, yeah. b- because then when Marta dies and you know the uh, Marta is shot and you know the apocalypse is coming, you think that's where Jonas is gonna go and then old Marta comes and gets him and you think, oh, okay, the basement was just a red herring and then we return to it here and it, it's like, ah, that's smart. So that's the one thing I would have changed here, not to play backseat writer, but I was a bit like, mm, you're kind of cheating here, guys. <laughs> like I just like, yeah. basement,
2: bam. they... <laughs> Yeah, well, let's let's also just say, come on. Uh, we also, you know, I think we could write this show better. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. And I th- they <laughs> fucked up so many things. Like they yeah. fucked up
1: Rick Astley. They fucked up school on a Sunday.
2: Yeah. What else are they going to get wrong before the end of this? Like we just know one hundred percent. We know that these writers don't put any thought into anything they do. Yeah. So, right. so it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit of an oversight here. I would say. Yet uh, another <laughs> glaring oversight in the history of tar. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So that's. But uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know what you mean. It is a bit of a Deus Ex basement, but at the, <laughs> sa- at the same time, you know, you, there's always that question. Well, did we need set up for this part? Because maybe we didn't see this. Eunice is, you know, all the sort of thing as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's a very minor thing, but it just stuck out to me as a bit like, okay, all right, you, you, you've earned enough goodwill to get away with this once, but don't, get, don't do it again, Doc. Um <laughs> But apart from that, yeah, the actual reveal itself is actually to be honest when i first saw this mm-hmm. i was my my if i'm if i'm being 100 honest with myself my my initial reaction was just uh what <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it wasn't until he turns up again later that i was like oh oh okay all right fine we're doing this are we yeah. <laughs> like i thought it was just um you know maybe him can cons- you know the end of um you've seen la la land right yeah you know, the end of La La
2: Land. That's the, reason why be, that's the reason why, to be honest with you, La La Land was very sour to me. Like I, I think I generally li- liked the film, but when I finished watching La La Land, I was a bit soured on it because I didn't like how they had their cake and ate it too with their endings.
1: Oh, what well, by showing like how their life could have could have gone differently.
2: Yeah, I, I think I need to watch it again. Maybe my opinion would have changed, but at the time. Oh, I was, I,
1: yeah, I find it very like bittersweet, like because it's basically saying this could have worked out if you'd have made some different choices, but unfortunately it didn't. Um, but that's yeah, what I thought no. they were doing. That's what I thought they were doing here. I thought it was like Jonas moments before death, being like, "I should have just gone to the basement," um, <laughs> But as it turns out, it wasn't that.
2: Yeah, it wasn't that. So basically, we'll learn later in the episode basically more of what's going on. But uh, yeah, so Adam never was rescued by uh, Alt Marta. He then grew up to be Adam. But we also learn later, which we'll get into more detail. It's not like, as you had theoried before, it being another Jonas or the next Jonas. It's actually just that they've both been happening at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's just like there's an inflection point,
2: essentially, in time, where they go off in separate directions. Um, Yeah, and and we'll get much more conversation about that later whenever we get to the actual uh, Eva scene where she's drawing it, you know. Yeah. But uh, but that's just a prime, you guys. Also, we get uh, straight away, um, the stranger wakes up. um, Mm. And I don't know about you, right? But for me, this moment was the biggest step towards Adam the stranger took for me. And I'll tell you why. Because up until now, in th- the third season, we've been following Jonas um, in the alt world. And once we get he, once he gets shot and killed, and then we get pulled back to this unit, Jonas, even though this Jonas is the same Jonas up until the point they split or whatever, uh, the inflection point, we've been, they basically have the same life. So it's the same Jonas. I started feeling distant towards Stranger f- now because I'm like, well, our Jonas is dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's how yeah, I yeah. kind of started feeling.
1: Well yeah and th- and the show is very explicitly saying this is the guy who's going to turn into stranger and turn into adam yeah. um and there, there there is absolutely that disconnect in the same way there is with um the alt old- the old martyr or the younger old martyr but i mean that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole kettle of fish in and of itself yeah, which, yeah, it's an which old martyr am i talking about um yeah but there's like three of those younger old martyrs <laughs> now so it's, it's becoming quite complicated quite difficult to keep track of which old martyr we're talking about i can see why they gave her a scar now purely from a presentational perspective it's like okay that one's got the little cut that one's got the big scar that one hasn't got either of them <laughs> right, finally we can tell the difference uh but yeah this um this moment where Stranger burns the letter. Um, I mean, first off, the, the letter, uh, based on what we know from the last episode, uh, the letter that that Stranger has in his possession just feels like total manipulation uh, from the martyrs now, which I think is confirmed later on um, in this episode, and yeah. it's it's constructed by the alt martyrs to you know keep him blindly following this path. Um, and it, but it's interesting to me that he burns the letter, but we know that he will give it to to Noah to hand back to himself. Um, which means he must know what their plan is because he's still keeping that like, he will still utilize the le- the letter like later, later on in, in his, in his cycle. Yeah but, I don't... He yeah, care. Yeah, yeah.
2: but I don't, but I don't know if he, he's not thinking about it at that moment, in my opinion.
1: or well, when he burns
2: it, he's not thinking, well, I'm going to have to get this back somehow. Like, I don't Oh know.
1: no, I, th- I think when he burns it, he's, he's like, that's just him like rejecting their mm. plan. But I think what it, what it, the fact that he burns it and that, but we know we'll get it back later. Yeah. And and will give it to himself. Mm-hmm. Me or well, give it to himself via young Noah. Yeah, yeah. To me implies that Adam as he is now knows exactly what the, the martyrs are planning and either doesn't care about it or thinks he's thinks he's got them got them figured out.
2: Well, by the end of this episode, we see that he very much does think that he's got it all figured out, um, and uh, maybe he does. Like that's what I love about the end of this episode. But um, yeah, but I, I just love like the
1: kind of Machiavellian plans within plans here. It's like have them like throughout this season. It's been like have the Martyrs figured out or have Eric Lux figured out sigmundus or have sigmundus figured yeah, out Eric Lux. Exactly. And it's this constant like it's almost like a boxing match. Just this back and forth, yeah. and at the end of, by the end of this episode, you're like. Saint Mundus won that round, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that about this. It really is. Yeah, um, yeah it's just so fun. It's so good. Right. Okay. So um, he burns the letter. We then sort of it's it's it re- they read what the letter said. Um, yes. What did you think about that? Like, obviously, they gave it to us at the start of an episode, so it's not like a huge reveal. They knew it wasn't gonna. It, it holds a lot of dramatic weight, but it's also not like, oh my god, that's what it said. You know, it's it's yeah, not really like yeah. that. I think the the only bit that really is most of it just just felt
1: like emotional manipulation to me the the bit that really stood out to me was the the repetition uh, or, or the recurrence of the uh, we are a perfect match mm-hmm. line because I don't think Jonas ever said that to old Marta which makes me wonder how she knows that line or whether it's just this innate connection between them that, that leads them to choose the same words.
2: Yeah I'd be happy with that to be honest with you but also I understand that Eva would have been pulling the strings of that letter being written and Eva sort of seems to know a lot these days yeah, maybe I
1: guess maybe Claudia or someone could, like from the, like by the end of this episode, we find out that Claudia, it, Prime Claudia, is being manipulated or was being manipulated to feed her information. So I guess maybe she told Eva about about the 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 loving words that Jonas and and
2: Martha have exchanged in her world. Yeah, because also we see by the end of this episode that Claudia and Jonas are going to be spending a fair bit more time together too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like um, he said, he say sit down after like working with this uh, God particle or whatever, and they're like, yeah. So one time I said, you know perfect match and that's just and she's and like i'm telling that yeah. to eva
1: we're here for 33
2: <laughs> years better get to know each other yeah exactly right okay so um name of the episode yeah. uh they give it to us i'm pretty sure True. i'm gonna get this one right because Gold. let's be honest uh it said so much in the show yeah licked yeah i
1: think i think you pretty much nailed that to be honest it's a it's a it's a nice uh yeah nice simple punchy punchy title
2: I think I think uh, I think it's it's one of those ones that said so much in the show. It's like how, if I if I had a penny for every time in this show uh, in the in the third season they say in your world and in mine, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd have at least twenty four pennies.
1: Yeah,
2: at I least. think you'd be you'd be a wealthier oh, s- not ne- not necessarily
1: wealthy, but a wealthier man than yeah, you are now. Slightly
2: wealthier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the day of the apocalypse. I I got uh,
1: immediate um, James Franco from uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs first time meme uh, (laughs) vibes from this, like Day of the Apocalypse, (laughs) like, ah, we've been here before, this old chestnut.
2: (laughs) Excuse me. All right, so, next up, uh, we get Magnus being a bit more of a Nielsen than we've seen before. Yeah, a bit Um, more,
1: like, very, very reminiscent of when Ulrich uh, was told about uh, Mad's body turning up, and he just question whether his kids were on drugs. Yes. Uh, Magnus Magnus shows, you know, he's a chip off the old block here by just immediately being like, shut up, Martha." Yeah, what's wrong with <laughs> you? Well, it's not going
2: to end. Yeah, uh, so it doesn't go very well, let's be honest. Um, we see that she's got the little St. Christopher Panda. That pops up a fair few times. Um, yeah. In this. Uh, she's also washed her hands, so good on her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, th- I think this is just sort of showing that she's sort of being frozen out by many people in her life, um, which yeah, is going yeah. to force her down the particular path she needs to be down. Um so then we cut from that innocent Altmater, who's now sort of becoming a bit less innocent, to scarred Eva Altmater, mm. who is getting a chat from Stranger Altmater. <laughs> yeah. Um, about uh, about um Jonas and things like that. What do you think about this little? scene? Yeah.
1: I, I, so um, there's a few of them in this episode, and Dark does this a lot. But um, a nice match cut from the St. Christopher mm-hmm. St. Christopher pendant in one of the in the. Innocent Alt Martyr. She's not like innocent anymore, but I'm going to keep calling her it. Uh, innocent Old Martyr's Hand to, uh, to Punished Alt Martyr's Hand, which is uh, very, a very, very nice cut. Um, I, I love, I, I think, like the content of what they're saying is just manipulation again. Stranger Martyr is trying to, you know, assuage some of the guilt that the that, that the younger old martyr probably feels. Mm-hmm. The the thing I really loved about this scene was the depiction of like the sort of sand filled um Eric Lux HQ. It's sort yeah. of it feels almost like a tomb in Indiana Jones and, and yeah. you've got lights um streaming in from the ceiling behind them, which to me implies that in the in the future something has blown a hole in the ceiling, which given how far underground we suspect this is, mm-hmm. means something really, really fucking big hit the ceiling of that um hit the ceiling of that um of that uh that room or that, that that temple or whatever you want to call it um it's just a really nice kind of moment of world building without anything being said it, it just it implies a lot about the about the the post-apocalypse
2: yeah exactly and there's something i noticed about the scene that i didn't notice before and in that room underneath tarps is other huge um sort of apparatus that are used within eva's black ball black matter machine yeah. So in my mind, that's saying to me that at a certain point in Eva's life, she's like finished doing things. She's like, "All right, we've done everything we need to do." Maybe at the end of this episode, even that's how she feels. So we've done everything we need to do, yeah. and then she sort of dismantles her machine because she doesn't, she doesn't want it to be used anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. She sends the boys off at the end of this episode, and maybe maybe that's her done. She's just like dust the hands. Yeah. I also that's think that, that uh, I
2: also think that it's it's confirmed that uh, Erat Lux's like sort of. Place here is in the caves. I think I think that it's actually in the caves. So every time that we see them walking into it, it's always through the cave door, like through the, the opening of the cave. That also, is true. Yeah. Also later on, when we see her big uh, dark matter machine, you'll might notice that it's actually in the in it's the in same same part of the cave. I think that we originally saw the barrels in season one.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, I hadn't I hadn't really put two and two together on that, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, and and yeah, even even further um, compounds my theory that. Maybe like a bomb hits uh, hit the uh, the ground above this or something to to, to 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 blow a hole in the ceiling, which is which means it was a pretty damn big bomb. Bomb.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, it also makes me think like I'm assuming that Eric Lux had a similar history to Sigmundus in that they were like sort of started up by Tan and the family and all. That's what I'm assuming, but that mm. might be completely wrong because the only reason I'm assuming that is because this place was obviously built in a similar time scale to the other one. So who the hell built this? You know, like, <laughs> Eva went, Eva went back in time and just like brought builders in to build it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. She just, she just brought, yeah, she brought some builders back uh, from, through, through time from the eighties. <laughs> or so whenever this is to be like,
2: I need you for, it's just a weekend, <laughs> yeah. just, just a weekend job. Yeah. And then just like throw them through a portal to like yeah. 904 or something. <laughs> yeah. Song so suckers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So um, next scene, it goes to another Alt Martyr. Um, yeah, this messed me up. And she's in a cage. Uh, explain how this... Uh, basically, Adam is talking to her in the cage. How did this mess you up? Well, because we've we've now... This is the third Alt Martyr. In a row, basically. <laughs> in a row.
1: And so I was like, okay, I understand that we've got two Alt Martyrs. We've got the one who hasn't killed Jonas yet and the one he just has. I get that. I'm happy with that. That's all straight. And then we <laughs> see this other one. And I was like, uh, what's going on here, guys? <laughs> Um, and and again, it wasn't really until Yona shows up later in this episode, uh, that I kind of put two and two together and was like, oh, right. So the inflection point affects both of them. Basically. I don't exactly know what the inflection point for Marta is, whether it is the same moment where, where she travels across worlds or doesn't,
2: I guess. Um, but but it's interesting that that's the theory you're coming out with there because, in my mind, the, the 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 I don't want to feed you too much here because, but I know what's coming in the next two episodes. So I think no matter how much I feed you, it's still gonna <laughs> blow your mind. But um, <laughs> yeah. but I'll just say like my understanding of this this Altmater is okay. So at the end of season two, we get Altmater in the black clothes with the short hair, right? Yeah. She then takes Jonas to the alt world. Um, she then uh, goes to uh, back to 1888. Yeah um she then after doing that and like giving them the black matter dark matter she then goes to adam in the in, in the, the the present time so that's yeah. what that's where this alt martyr is currently now so yeah so basically the alt martyr who we've been following the whole time sort of the innocent alt martyr at the end of at, at the end of this episode whenever magnus and francisca go come there they're picking her up and then she's going to be told by adam to go and save Jonas. that's where my head yeah. was at this point and uh, mm. so this this Yoda, this this Altmata is actually just like two days on or whatever from the one we're following. Oh, okay.
1: Because I, I I assumed that this was um, that that was the one who comes back with the the scar on her face. But actually, that makes more sense to think well, the it, one with the, the scar on her face it has been up to different
2: stuff that we haven't actually seen yet. But this one doesn't have that scar on her face. Yeah, but and based but on what I, happens at the end of this episode, how would that happen? <laughs> she might be alive. We don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like time traveled? You mean yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I I was assuming everything that we're seeing happen to the Martyr in captivity has has already happened to the one with the scar on her face, but I think it actually makes more sense for this to be the one that we've seen doing all the alt Marta stuff, and the one with the scar on her face is the one that we haven't seen. Well, I think I think
2: although this is a very dubious term to use for this show, I think the storyline of of our alt Marta we've been following, innocent Marta, and this one in the cave cage, sorry, is pretty linear actually. That's yeah. a, a very dubious word to use for this show, but I, yeah. but I, but I think it is. I think like at the end of this episode, you know, uh, innocent Altmata gets taken by Magnus and Francisca. So when I was watching this in my head, I was like, oh okay, so she's now going to go and save Jonas, go to the yeah. eighteen eighty eight, and then end up in the cage. You know?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, and and yeah, the, the question the does become scar- though, who
2: the hell is the scarred one?
1: Yeah, I mean she's a she's a real piece of shit. Is who she is?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like get, getting like like a ball of this energy thrown at her made made her like become. Evil, basically. That's what did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she all it, of a sudden realized yeah. Jonas didn't want the best for her. <laughs> no, no. She thought, I don't know if this guy cares about me as much as he says he does. Yeah. Says he does. All right. What did you make of um, Bartos finding out about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, Boris's true nature. True. So this true is
1: this is um, this was a really refreshing scene actually because this is I, I've kind of. I've expressed my disappointment a couple of times with the Ulrich Charlotte storyline in season three because it's just mainly showing us stuff we've seen before. Yeah, it's kind of boring. I don't, I don't need to see it again. This is the old stuff I want to see. This is, this is the characters yeah. that we know, but they're having conversations we haven't seen them have before. Mm. They're getting information that they, that they, that we've never seen them receive, and they're having interesting reactions as a result. Mm. Um, so I, I really like this scene, and it's also it struck me that this is probably the longest that we've seen these two characters talking to each other in the entire show, which is interesting given their father and son. Um, They haven't really interacted much, to be honest, uh, if, if at all uh, up until this point, but it's, it's, it's really cool. I think this is, I felt like Bartles' character throughout this episode is being, Given the knowledge he needs to become a player in the time travel stuff, um, he, he's sort of being given a crash course in time travel by uh, yeah. by um, uh, his. I, I mean, this isn't really what Alexander says to him here. Alexander slash Yasin, sorry, um, just to get that in there. Um, what the information he's being given here by by his dad isn't really time travel related, but it kind of starts to sow those seeds of. Cynicism and suspicion around what's gone before, which, mm-hmm. uh, when combined with what uh, Martha does with him in the, later in the episode, will, I think, set him off down some interesting paths. We'll come back to that later.
2: I have quite a big Bartos theory in this episode. Okay, cool. I actually, um, <clears throat> I actually really love this scene as well, and I t- it's, it's because we've talked about it before. Like with the Alexander storyline, we're sort of seeing the other side of it. We saw his meeting with Obendorf and all that, but I also like that now that Regina has passed away in this world already. He feels maybe less like he just needs to protect his love for her uh, mm. and protect their relationship, and he feels more able now that he doesn't have Regina's to worry about. He sort of feels more able to do the morally right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think, mean,
1: I think that, that, that I think that's definitely
2: definitely the case. Yeah, exactly. And I really like that as well. Um, I think it's a shame that Bartos didn't get over it quick enough because uh, you know it is the last time he's probably going to see his dad. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, who knows? He might get a time machine by the end of this episode. That's true. And having said that actually, I don't think Yassin went missing <laughs> in I don't think Yassen went missing in this uh No, you're probably right. In this old world, which actually that puts a spanner in our Yassen is Alexander theory because if if he doesn't if he doesn't go missing, he wasn't in the bunker, so how did he survive the apocalypse? So uh maybe, maybe well, I, have I to mean, red- we... redraw maybe... something. <laughs> no no
1: we'll find a way out of this don't worry um it's been so consistent so far i mean noah goes to get ellie uh we don't know what 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 he did after that so maybe maybe he drops off yasin at the bunker and we simply haven't seen that yet
2: it's true it's true we can only assume we can only assume that yasin and and ellie still are going out at that point so that would mean that noah's still jealous so something probably had to happen
1: yeah, yeah. The, the, imagine the 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 tension and the sparks flying in that bunker when, when Noah comes back and, and drops Yasin off as well. And it's like, have <laughs> fun, are you kids! And yeah. then he sh- shuts the door and it, just an explosion outside.
2: I think he sent him back to Marburg 33 years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, said, okay, you can't ask any questions, but your name is Boris, all
2: right? <laughs> yeah, just get on just with it. Trust, just trust me on this one. Go you and need and to go rob that him. bank. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Exactly. You must make your past happen, Yasin. Uh, All right. (laughs) So um, then we get a a little bit more of that storyline that you're a bit bored by. I I understand completely what you mean. And I think on the first time watching, I wasn't really bored by it. But on rewatches, I find myself wanting to fast forward, if I'm honest with you. Um, And it's But but the thing is, in my opinion, it's needed. Like, it's needed. Because there's a lot of things that I would be like, if they didn't show it, I'd just be like, Hang on a minute. And I know every fan would be. Mikkel wasn't taken, so how the hell did Helga lose his eye? Like, you know, that's that that would be the biggest question everyone would have. And it would be it would be like, Dark has a plot hole. So they had to show a storyline about how <laughs> how Ulrich would do that. Um, yeah, also, I, you, had, I, you had to get the, the actor in somehow as well. So What well, for Ulrich? Yeah. Yeah, i I mean it's not it's not the
1: worst thing in the world. It's just a bit like I, I personally, I when I saw Helga with his one eye, I was like, oh, okay, so alright, it's going to go back and beat his iron instead, and it's you know, I, I I'm fine with that. Like it's a nice little nod to the difference. I don't need you to spend any time on this. Um, really, the thing that's carrying this storyline at the moment is Hannah doing her best Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction uh, impersonation here. Just like she is going to kill one of Charlotte's birds. Oh well, she's actually not because of what happens to her by the end of this episode. But. um, but she, uh, when she hugs Charlotte in this scene, it's a bit like, "I hope you don't have any pet rabbits because Hannah is going to boil them, Charlotte." But yeah, well, uh, that's yeah the thing. all
2: Charlotte's birds are already dead.
1: That's true. Yeah. So I don't know what who she'd boil, like Peter, maybe. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think Or Aur- The only thing uh, apart from that about this scene that I enjoyed was when auric comes in and they're both there. He could not look more guilty.
2: <laughs> Like, yeah. the expression on his face, it's just like oh, <laughs> like, I, like like a, a work colleague of his comes to his house and he doesn't think there's any reason why she should be there. And he's just like, "What are you doing here?" It's yeah. Like... yeah, it's like, like I, I feel like the the direction for for uh,
1: the actor who plays it was just look as suspicious as you possibly can <laughs> for this yeah. scene, please.
2: Yeah, exactly. I did like I, I did like the little sciencey uh, thing about like the, the pennies are the exact same penny. I like the I like the shot of the two engravings. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah, like that was I, cool. I think that looked pretty cool. Okay, so uh, then we get... Dark Dark does, especially early on in the first season, there was a lot of tropes that they very much leaned into, right? Mm-hmm. I think Marta cutting her own hair, is... Are you going for the rage haircut. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was the rage to say the rage is haircut is yeah. definitely a trope they're leaning to fully into
1: here. Oh yeah, especially in like an 80s movie as well, like or like or 80s influenced stuff. Like the yeah. the the girl cutting her hair in a rage uh <laughs> is is a classic 80s uh teen drama fodder which I very much appreciated. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. um uh, I had a question for you from this mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So this is this is probably just set dressing, but it interested me enough to to make a note of it. So in Martha's room, um and I'm sure it's been there the whole time, I just haven't noticed it up until now, but she has like the little kind of charcoal drawings on her wall that are very reminiscent of the kind of art that Michael Carnvald did. But obviously Mickle doesn't become Michael Carnvald in this world. So who who do you think those are from?
2: Well, I'm assuming she did them. And I think they're they're, I think what yeah. they're trying to do there is just a little bit of world building sort of pseudo explanation of stuff. Cause we know that Michael Karnvold appeared uh, to Jonas in the first episode covered in mm. what we are now probably know is dark matter, but it could have also been black paint cause that's what he worked with. Yeah. Um, and I think now the fact that Ma- Alt Martyr appeared to herself or like Martyr appeared to herself, maybe they're just trying to put a, a bit of a, they're trying to put a bit of a, uh, Michael Karnvold into this character too, yeah. uh, in, in yeah. that way. I, I, yeah, think I think' that's that's, sort of, doesn't really need too much analysis I think it's it's, it's sort of just is nice you know yeah it's just
1: a cool thing that I noticed um but but yeah so to get back to the to the, the core of the scene I think um alt cutting her hair initially to me reads as her maybe taking the first steps although she doesn't realize it towards transitioning into into uh, the the darker alt uh, alt if indeed she is going to become that darker alt which I don't know. <laughs> Seems unlikely. But uh <laughs> given given where she ends up in this. Um what do you mean but, the, dark,
2: uh, the dark, you mean Eva?
1: No, no, well yeah, like so the the one who the one who the killed scarred Jonas, one. Yeah, the scarred, yeah, like yeah, punished yeah. Alt Martha. Um but uh, I mean by the end of this scene it's clear her her uh, loyalties still lie with Jonas with the uh, I promise someone I'd take care of something to uh, to Katerina. Um so I think uh-huh. It, this is this this whole episode is a good, or uh, and, and the last episode actually as well is a great um, sort of case for only the good dying young because the nice versions of both of these characters just get mercilessly killed, uh, and, and we're left with the we're left with the real bastards by the end of it.
2: Yeah, actually, you you said earlier that you think you 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 alluded to the idea that maybe this inflection point affected Marta too. This is yeah. the question I have for you actually. Then is that see this Marta cutting her hair? Is is this after the inflection point, or is this before? You know what I mean. Like, is, um, it, is this Marta like definitely in no way going to end up being Eva, or is the inflection point going to come after this and maybe, you know what I mean? I
1: I think it's already happened. I think it happened the first time someone crossed over the worlds. Um, I I don't know exactly how that like what the kernel of that inflection point is, but I feel like it's the same. That there's there's like such a commitment to mirroring Jonas and Marta's storylines. That it would it would almost feel weird for them for the for the inflection point in both of their their character arcs to not also mirror. Yeah. Um, so I th- I think it's already happened. I don't know I I do really know why it did it for for Martha though because obviously for Jonas it's it's does Martha show up or not? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what it what it was for Martha, okay. but I think I think right
2: I think you onto something there because it, the way I understood it watching this episode for the first time is like and not just to say that my understanding the first time was correct, I'm just saying what I was thinking there was when Ava when explains it later on about like the, the outside and the inside of the line going around, that would definitely imply to me that the inflection point for both happened at the same time because yeah. they both cross over each other at the same time.
1: Yeah, I think that's where that, that, that that's where... That, um, like, my understanding of that theory kind of came from or where it was cemented was, like, explicitly when Eva is like, here's your infinity symbol. I don't know. I'm a physicist. Just trust me. (laughs) Um, And uh, just before we move on, actually, as well, I just wanted to very quickly mention um, Katerina in this scene. Um, Because her, the uh, old Katerina, is really smart writing this. Uh, Her her character talking about fate. uh, And there's this, like, taking your life in your own hands, which is very... A very, this very kind of carefully constructed imagery that, that could potentially evoke images of you know someone bashing someone's head in with a rock in their hands and choosing your path uh which you know it's all very evocative of what we saw in the previous episode with uh prime katarina mm-hmm. but this entire conversation i think almost serves as like an epitaph for prime world katarina like this sort of this character obviously because she's the same person has this um also has this kind of like blunt, dogged refusal to accept that there are some things you can't control, which is ultimately probably a good personality trait, but it's what will ultimately get Katerina killed as well. Uh, so it's this, it's really nice uh, sort of sign off for Katerina's character that we didn't get in the last episode, because obviously she she uh, met a very violent end.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that's, that's good. I, I, I think that uh, I'm watching this episode thinking like, uh, Katarina's going on about like no, I don't. I don't think we are predetermined or whatever. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, Caterina, Caterina, you need to have a wee, you, you need, need, need to have you. a wee word with this woman in about sixty years when she can explain it to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a, a shit a, Like I think in terms of um, accepting the, the determinism of the of the time travel loop, Caterina is probably the last for- horse to cross the finish line. I don't think I, there's anyone we've met who has been less willing to accept. How it works than her.
2: I I don't even think whenever she died with her mother and all. I, d- I don't even think that she even thought she was in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she thought she was sitting some VR headset. Yeah, she or thought she.
1: Yeah, she just thought she was in Marburg. Like yeah. she just they like, gone through the caves and turned up in Marburg. It's like they dress
2: differently here, but uh, never mind. Yeah, hey, yeah, that one looks like my mother. All right. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, next, we get the scene, which apparently puts some cards in the right place in the deck for you. Yeah, um, and yeah. that was
1: <laughs> yeah. they drops into place, and I was like, "Ah, yeah. oh, okay, here it's we go." All
2: in place now for the <laughs> for the faux magic trick, um, do miss Mickle. But uh, basically, Catherine, uh, Katar- uh, no, sorry, Claudia was gonna touch Jesus. Yeah. Like, what was she doing? Like, <laughs> I.
1: I don't normally criticize this show for things like this, but I find it slightly unbelievable that Claudia, a scientist's first instinct when she sees this glowing, radiating mass of raw power, her first instinct is to reach out and touch it. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? That's clearly not gonna do that's not gonna do good things to you. Um, but I love the depiction of the god particle here. It's just this kind of it's very obviously it's very different to how it's presented in 2052 um where it seems a lot more unstable this mm-hmm. just feels like it, it feels almost like a um i guess it looks like a bit like a neutron star or something like it's just this dense mass of energy that feels like as soon as someone does something to this
2: it's it's gonna go wrong yeah, yeah. um obviously claudia has to thank jonas because jonas uh interrupts her yeah um,
1: don't call it a comeback
2: he was only dead for about half an hour <laughs> yeah uh, he was well, yeah, exactly. He was, he was only dead for about five minutes if you were binging it, like. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he's that actually also is a really good way to explain where he's been for the last three months because we know this is three months after the apocalypse. He's been here working away at this, uh, and that, yeah, beavering that, away. I was like, because in my head when I found out about it, I was like, "Well, where the fuck is Jonas then?" Because <laughs> yeah. we've had three months, and like, and it's something even like I forgot about it, like in between watches. You know what I mean? When I rewatched it, and mm-hmm. I it, and then I was like, "Hang on, is this a problem?" Like, where has he been? And then then it shows he's been working on this again. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's where he's been." It Makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's, it makes total sense, and and he it didn't. Um, it's, it, I don't. I, I'm trying to like figure out in my head whether my the fact this doesn't bother me at all it's just as a result of the show the really good writing that's gone before because there is there is an ultimate timeline if you'll excuse the uh, the slightly hackneyed expression where they do this and it feels really cheap because they killed Jonas in the last episode and then half an hour later they brought him back it feels like a you know like a superhero movie death you know where someone yeah. people characters are only dead for 10 minutes but it doesn't feel like that here um and I think that's that is a testament to how well they have handled death in this show, that that they have earned the right to, you know, bring characters back from the dead. Even like obviously it makes sense with the whole inflection point storyline that they're introducing. Mm-hmm. Um but but I think the the fact that they can do this and it didn't didn't bother me in the slightest is is testimony to to how well uh, everything else has been has been written up to this point. Um, yeah. And also, the fucking balls on them, to introduce this inflection point idea, two episodes from the end of the series. <laughs> it's like what are you doing what's <laughs> happening in the next episode guys are you just gonna be like oh and also uh like there's heaven and hell they exist as well and we're gonna get into this whole that we're gonna get into the spirituality of this in the one episode we have
2: remaining <laughs> well we still have a philosopher's stone to see so oh yeah
1: i mean that's implicitly there though i don't need them that's like um that's like the ulric beating helga's iron uh, storyline i don't need to see that we all know it's there so we can just kind of like, maybe the thing christopher
2: there. penn that is the philosopher's stone
1: maybe yeah it could be it'll crack open and yeah. a bunch of like white matter will come out of it
2: and it'll fix everything yeah i think we're sort of on there but uh <laughs> but yeah like this show is as you say they keep introducing new stuff all the time no matter how yeah. far in they are like they had a pilot basically a pilot episode on the 8th episode of the first season they had a pilot yeah. episode on the first episode of the third season like <laughs> yeah
1: i just I, I feel like the writers room for this show they, they, when they got to their third season someone probably put, uh, I guess probably Yon Fries, put this idea on the board like episode 6, let's have an, this inflection point theory where there's two versions of each of our main characters and the rest of the writers room probably just laughed and were like, what, are you, what is happening? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this goes against every rule in the <laughs> light of storytelling. You need to introduce this earlier so we have time to flesh it out before the end of the fucking season. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got this.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we got this. We'll bring this Don't in. you worry. <laughs> yeah, <into land.
1: laughs> bring her into Land, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is them pulling that
2: Yui, just yeah. like, ah,
1: we're not going the land there actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's it sort of, it's, it almost feels a bit like they, they get to the end of writing episode five. It's, it's like old TV, you know, where you don't start working on the next one until you finish the last. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
1: yes, you can see the audience reaction. <laughs> they
2: like got to the end of episode,
1: uh, episode uh, five and they're like, well, the audience didn't react that well to Jonas dying. So what if we just bring him back and introduce another <laughs> Jonas? Like,
2: you genius. Yeah. So we were going to do this whole thing of like changing each cycle, but we thought, you know what? Nah, yeah. We'll just bring him back. <laughs> um, inflection points, but basically, like, like we've talked about a lot already. Like Eva describing this inflection point with the infinity symbol, which I think was a really cool way of bringing in the infin- infinity symbol. In
1: yeah.
2: Um. Also, um. In my mind, right. I don't know how you feel about this, but when I watched this the first time, I'm not going to tell you how I feel 100 percent now, but I I don't know if it's changed too much. But I'm not going to tell you exactly how I feel now. But when I watched this in my mind, I was like, okay, and, and I and I don't think it. I, I don't think I fully settled until a few months after watching it on this thought, I was putting a load of different ideas out on the internet, which I thought were cool. But I think, I think I finally settled on the one that I think, uh, a few months after seeing it. But anyway, I think this kind of, in a way you could argue that this implies that there is no changing between cycles. Okay. Because if there's an inflection point and they both go off in different directions, then they're sort of coming from the same cycle. And in my, in my mind, i feel i kind of when i watched this i kind of felt a bit and i eventually did when i think when i sort of finally got my head around it felt like a bit like a fool forever thinking that you could change cycles like i was like i was like hang on a minute hang on a minute how could it be different because it has to it, basically every eva every unknown sorry gary uh the, co- the cleanup crew like every you, member of yeah. them they're not different members like they are all the same character just at different points uh I don't know. How, how? Where are you on this at the minute?
1: Yeah, I think I think that that's kind of where I am as well. I think because we now know that each world effectively has two permutations, mm. um, depending on which which uh, which part or which inflection of the which course I guess of the of the cycle they're in. That basically covers a lot of the potential discrepancies between the timelines, particularly given, as I say, there are two episodes left. They're not going to show us everything that we haven't seen. Um, in in the other the other routes that that the other Jonas or the yeah. other martyr ha- hasn't taken, we just have to assume that that fills in the blanks. So yeah, I and I, and also I, I I keep going back to, or I used to. I haven't done it for a while. There's that moment in season one where Ulrich is pursuing Helga through the caves, and I guess he does it here actually in this episode as well in the old in the yeah. old world. And he has the binary choice: he can either go left or he can go right. And if if the show wasn't committed to this deterministic model of of cycles and time travel. Mm-hmm. Roughly fifty percent of the time, he would pick wrong, and the entire timeline would be different. Exactly. Um, and and initially, when when I saw that, I was like, okay, this has to be purely deterministic because. Otherwise, it would completely fuck up the timeline every time. Every time you picked wrong, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we started seeing things with the alt world and with the, the crossing over between them, where things were different. And I was like, okay, how does that make sense? Because if it's purely deterministic, this this doesn't work. Things have to be the same. But now we have this inflection point where the cycle will loop back on itself and essentially self-correct um, on on each like of those courses. That makes perfect sense. So we're back to it being essentially purely deterministic now um which makes me very interested to see how this show is ending because if determinism is to be believed the 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 end point of this loop whatever that may be was decided long ago
2: yeah exactly but i will also say that in yeah it's a bit strange because in order for it to happen the way it happens the idea of having multiple cycles now like you know how you know if they were say if they were to break the cycle right you would ask yourself well then how did that happen because they always would have broken the cycle do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so it also brings into play the idea that this only happens once you know because time is time is a linear line if you look at it like as in a line and then they're jump they're the ones jumping back and forth through different times and dimensions So the time is still moving on so like it only the time only went once from like 1850 or 1800, let's say, through to 2050, 2060 or whatever it is, right? Just that yeah. whole time we're looking at the uh, the time only happened once, and our characters were jumping up and forward. So if if something happens that breaks the cycle. You could actually just make an argument that this whole thing only happened once. Now I've yeah, made this it... whole thing took sixty six years
1: essentially. Exactly. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Or, yeah the sixty six years of Jonas finding out to becoming Adam or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so I like I like that explanation. But also, um, I find it interesting as well because what's my thought I'm having it right now? Because uh... confusion. Confusion. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I, I, I I was gonna say something there, but it's uh, it's just gone. But yeah, like another thing I want to say is. Eva talking about this infinity symbol and like the outside of the line and the inside of the line, that like when you first hear about this, you and you, you talking about the inflection point of the alt Marty. then all of a sudden you're thinking four realities. You're thinking one reality for the alt, uh, two realities for the alt world, two realities, realities for the prime world. However, I would actually posit that from this explanation, we could say there's only two realities.
1: Oh, yeah, I think there are.
2: Yeah, yeah two realities. I'm, I'm, I'm one reality is encompassing one version of the Alton prime and the other one is a different version of the Alton prime.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think it's not the, the, the two versions of Jonas, for example, aren't in different realities. Mm. the way she describes it. They just overlap on top of each other. Um, so they'll, they'll never, they'll never meet each other. I guess, technically speaking, it's possible that one character could have a conversation with Jonas and then that have a conversation with the other Jonas. If, if, if like, I don't I, I wonder if that would work, like from a from a from a physics standpoint. Well, it's not going well, to happen because that Jonas is dead. But I don't yeah, exactly. exactly what it's you not mean. going to happen. But I think, technically speaking, what they're positing is that would be possible uh, because they're do- off doing different things. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't consider them to be separate realities. Now I, I think they're just it's the same reality, but they're kind of layered on top of each other, be- doing mm-hmm. different things.
2: Yeah, and it just uh, uh, where you put it there, it makes perfect sense. And while it's crossing in the middle of that infinity symbol, that's when you're able to grab one Jonas and pull him out of his reality, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly.
1: And and you know. Uh, uh, that's essentially well. I guess actually, I, I've, I've said that I think the inflection point for Alt Marta has already happened. Maybe the inflection point for Marta was that moment where uh, the, the the moment in this episode where Magnus and
2: Francisca go
1: and grab her, and they're just like, "Sorry, you're ours now." Um, but uh,
2: but then what? Then then if that happened, then there would have to be a way that she would be saved by Eva as well, because otherwise yeah, she'd just yeah. die of the apocalypse. That's true. Yeah. Or so, maybe in so, the other one she went with uh, Bartos.
1: Yeah, just stayed on the bike. No, no, no thank I mean, you, you know, strangers. You know how at
2: the end how Bartos is saved by himself. Maybe she just went with the other. Oh, uh, that's a
1: good point. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, okay. So maybe, maybe that that is the inflection point, and they are at slightly different, uh, slightly different times. I mean, they're at they what like, hmm. how long? How how, how well, many days are going yeah, yeah, exactly. to be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't know
2: if they're at different times, do we? Because we, whenever Uranus, whenever Marta comes in, well, it's it's a different. That's the thing. That's the weird thing and i'd love well, they're to th- technically different times but they're not actually different they're times at the same point in time yeah. within the two yeah that's, that's really strange like the calendar yeah. of the two worlds is slightly different and i i wonder if that can be if we would really look at the picture of the infinity symbol and look at where each line is overlapping i wonder if we could actually see that there is a slight difference in the length between obviously that's really that's really crazy but <laughs> but but the idea of like there being cuz obviously there's like what is it like 11 months or like Ten month difference between the the date in the old world yeah. and the prime, yeah. So yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah. Okay, well we'll see, we'll
1: see. <laughs> so yeah, I mean this is this a super cool reveal, and it's just yeah, the balls on these guys.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> we've, I think we've given it the correct weight that it should have had um, yeah. in, in our discussion here because it is it is something we could probably could have went inflection points, cool, let's move on. But we could also have a five hour discussion about it too because yeah. yeah. It's just, it's such a cool. And like, this is what I was saying to you in the last episode, too. I was saying, like, when I was watching it, I was like, I have more faith in these writers that, that they'll give us something that we can explain away a lot of plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, I mean?
1: absolutely. Like, I mean, they've earned, they have earned that credibility there. Like, it's, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's, this is the result of years, I guess, of consistently really good writing on this show.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, we then get a scene of uh, Claudia and Jonas in the bunker, and Claudia is basically saying the particles or whatever has changed in the ca- in the in the in the in the tunnel, so next time it'll work. Um, and he's like, I can't wait thirty three years.
1: Yeah, I. This is to be honest. This is one of those moments where I was just like, Yeah, okay, science. I'm just going to accept what you're saying at face value, Claudia, and not um, and not question it. And to be honest, I, I I trust her. I don't believe she's lying to Jonas when she says this. Um, when uh, or when specifically when she says uh, that she has found a way to save everyone, Marta included. I know she has been told by her um, alt self to mm-hmm. manipulate Jonas. I didn't get the sense that that's what she's doing here. Okay. but i do i do get the impression she doesn't trust him or she or she is fearful of him because she knows what he will become yeah but i but i think claudia does
2: she know who he'll become at this stage uh i, I suppose he's probably t- i think he I think he, told, I think he told i think he told her about adam whenever they, yeah they I, I i to. I'm trying
1: to think yeah I, I i can't honestly remember a moment where it was confirmed but the way she the way the, her performance to me implies she sees something in him that at least Strongly suggests that she knows what what he's going to turn into.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like this, this Claudia is greeting this Jonas in a very different way than old Claudia did in yeah. episode six of season two, where she said, yeah. "I've waited a long time," like because he was very innocent then. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, M- M- Marta, old Marta, finally gets to Bartos, and is like, "Right, Bartos, let's let's do it. Let's let's get you that on the phone. He's yeah. uh, going to cause the apocalypse, and unfortunately, for whatever reason." Uh, Alexander is on his moral trip, and he's like, "No, I've got to, I've got to sort this out." And he doesn't answer the phone to him. So is that? Okay, I, I, well,
1: actually, like just before we get into this, I just wanted to mention um, there's that letter writing scene between the martyrs in the in the Eric Lux yeah. um, HQ. So That just happened like before this briefly, um, and that that confirms to me that. A, those letters are horseshit, and B, it kind of confirmed the Klausen theory because Stranger Martyr is holding additional letters that that uh, the younger Martyr has written. Um, so yeah, I mean it's not fully confirmed, but I was very pleased to to see that. What? Well, the, get, what was the Clausen theory? That the letter he got with the uh, uh, I can't remember what the what the monologue it was is written there. by Martyr basically. Yeah, the man a man will give himself away when he's lying. That old monologue and like go to go to Vindon to find your brother. That was written by by alt master as well um which this uh, got i me, think, like, nice, I think yeah, i
2: think yeah i think in my mind a lot of the, the, the fandom have concluded that it was the unknown that wrote that letter based on the fact that uh they quote freud um having said that if, if the unknown wrote it i think that's pretty much a con- confirmation that mark that Eva wanted it written so it's yeah, basically yeah. the same thing and
1: it, I think it's the same handwriting. That was my main thing. Yeah. Is
2: it Like the. Um, but yeah. So to talk about. Um, well, the unknown knows Freud quotes. It might be because even knows Freud quotes. Yeah. Maybe they're all, just,
1: they're all just. They're just big fans of Freud. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the 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 Marta Bartos stuff here is interesting because this is, I think, getting Bartosz ready to do something significant in terms of the, the time travel, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll come back to in a little bit. It's time to shine, finally. The, the So the Alexander... Maybe you can explain this to me. Though. The Alexander-Charlotte thing, I don't fully un- understand what his plan is here. Like, is he trying to just do the right thing? And... I think he's
2: just decided in his life that I'm going to come clean on everything.
1: Okay, fine. Because I was trying to figure it out I, because obviously Hannah had asked him to destroy Charlotte and I wasn't sure if he was like, hey, Come on in, open these barrels, and get zapped, you moron!
2: In, in his mind, he has nothing to lose because he doesn't have Regina anymore. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, high praise of Bartos, I'm sure. I'm sure. But um, basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. in the in the in the prime world, he fought to the bitter end because he still had Regina to care for, and he couldn't lose yeah. his fortune. He couldn't go to jail. He needed to care for her. Whereas now he's got nothing to lose. He's like, well, I, I've cleansed my soul, telling my son about my past life. Yeah, basically, okay. when he was confronted with Hannah trying to blackmail him, he went the complete opposite direction that he did in the primary uh, Okay, yeah, I, I for some reason that didn't click for me yeah. that that's what he was doing in
1: this, but that makes a lot more sense. Like, there's there's a couple of things in this episode where I was like, oh it
2: doesn't make that
1: much sense to me what well, he's doing. It did but... focus
2: on the bag when he was. About yeah, to that's kind of that,
1: that's kind of the thing that confused me. Was it? It felt like he and and they kind of did the like low angle, almost intimidating shot, which obviously is mm. in, in retrospect was probably just a red herring. Um.
2: It's <laughs> be like, been a lot gosh. of red herrings with Alexander. Like, yeah, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: uh, but not Yasin.
2: That's the one that we can always cling to. What about the number plate? <laughs> <laughs> the, the license plate, the car license <laughs> plate. Have we that? Yeah, well still, yeah. it still could come true. Still- <laughs> it could I mean we've got plenty
1: of time. Plenty yeah. of time. They're throwing all sorts of shit into this series, like with two episodes left. So wait, wait for another play to come back. Um <laughs> but yeah, so that so that I'm glad to clear that up because I didn't initially get his motivation from that from that, but I think that was just me misreading it. Mm-hmm. Um the other one in the scene after this. The Ulrich and Helga stuff, I so he seems to realise again here that this is his brother. But I was I was convinced that he already had accepted that. Based on you know him like crying um, during the mission briefing when they're talking about finding the finding the boy's body.
2: No, I, I honestly think that he just thought that this is some sick psycho killer who had taken the stuff off his brother in the 80s and put it onto this new boy. Oh,
1: okay. I see. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't get that either. So when when he was crying during the mission briefing back in episode it was two or whatever it was, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so he knows it's mad. Um, I think it was bit, just, um, it
2: was confirmation that his brother was dead. I think that's why he was doing it and, and all the stuff. Like we we talked a lot before about not accepting the time travel that's right in front of your eyes because it's it's not possible in your mind i think that he didn't fully put it together until this point
1: okay yeah that that's that's fine it just confused me a bit so i was like wait hold on you didn't realize this was mads it's obviously Mads. um but then i guess yeah if we look at ulrich's um arc in the first season this is following exactly the same exactly the same path
2: also this this mad's body looks a little less like a real boy than a little bit pinocchio-ish you know what i
1: mean yeah Maybe a... I'm trying to think if it's the same. It
2: must be the same body. They must have just used the same. I think. I, I think it's they, probably the same actor because this one actually looks a little bit like a. It's it's a bit like Mickle. It's a little bit longer, a little stretchier, a little bit taller, and yeah. a beard. A little, which... little bit taller. But you know, we talked about it before. Like you know, the old world does everything different. So uh, they, yeah, you know, Mickel could have been born a year earlier. Same with Mads. So
1: yep, yeah. That's it, it. You know, we don't have to worry about these kind of things. Just like. Brush, that.
2: brush on by uh yeah. that's why they haven't showed yassid in this world because he's actually six foot five now yeah
1: he's had a unfortunately he's had a growth spurt and he now looks like a rugby player there's
2: no way that we would ever believe that he would turn into alexander anymore yeah. so that they haven't showed it to him yeah <laughs> right okay uh now uh we move on to the trio, the cleanup crew gary yep. cubed is going through the dark matter machine um at off to point, different did places you, did you sort of know where they were going did you put them together
1: yeah i think i mean they, we've seen them with the keys um so i assumed that they were going to uh going to the power plant um in different in the, the different worlds to uh to potentially you know ball something up i'm not exactly sure what they're ballsing up but it doesn't end well uh, <laughs> so yeah um and, and presumably to die as well which uh lend some credibility to my theory that the the picture of the boy uh picture of the body um in 2020 actually was uh the member of Cuc if because you doesn't make any body. sense
2: but based on our whole discussion this episode about it's all happened once the younger one has to grow to the older one like what you uh mm, but
1: he well I don't know because like the the 2020 has already happened like at the point that they're like, causing this accident right There's
2: there, there, but there's no yeah, but they—they're they're not. Yeah, oh yeah, but they're not. At, they're not at the same time. The meltdown happened in '86. Oh not, yeah, they're in '86, aren't they? Mm. Like you remember as well when they were talking about the when Burnt was talking about the the meltdown as well in '86 yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. season. He didn't mention anyone dying. Like it wasn't, an, expl- that, wasn't an explosion. I'm, it just it was a meltdown that produced all this stuff. Well, yeah, all the cesium.
1: Yeah, I mean that is a good point. I still that he looks like identical to that body, and the fact it's in shot makes me think like it's either a really weird Easter egg. Or, or, or I got to see not-
2: this picture because you got to let this go. Like, like, the, the, the we've, we've, I'm telling you, he's like the old one exists. The old but one exists. We're, get... we're getting the end now, Conrad. Like, you know, I'm ripping the bandit off here. The old one exists, Conrad. Liz,
1: all right, put the picture on screen next to the picture of the boy, and like let the let the let the people decide. Because I'm telling you, that's the same actor. He's in. He's in. All that right. Picture.
2: Well, maybe maybe there's an inflection point with the maybe, unknown. Maybe
1: everyone's got an inflection point, in it. and <laughs> it's 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 less an infinity symbol and more just a bunch of well, beans. Next they do to each talk other about in it ring.
2: They talk about it being a knot. So basically, it's every single character has this. Weird yeah, it's like
1: um. oh What are those things called? The the you know the they're like the little things that you draw in a circle, and it goes round and creates like a uh creates like a crazy sort of circular diagram i can't remember what they're called they're like it's not kaleidoscopic
2: oh yeah i can't not remember i know what you mean though i know what you mean that's really going to annoy me but yeah it's really cool
1: a spirograph my my partners just told me they were called spirograph there we go Oh, so.
2: spirograph there we go okay there yeah. we go so that makes sense to me um I, I would say um i i would i would say that picture I'm gonna have a look at it now. I bet you- put it on the screen. Let the people decide. You coward. No, I'm not. I'm not. I will put it on the screen. I'm not letting <laughs> the people decide because let's all let's, let's 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 remember, Conrad didn't think the older Ulrich was a good look-alike for the young one. That's all we'll say. He looks like a hippie. <laughs> well, Conrad doesn't have a good uh, sense of people looking the same. A good let's eye. Let's just say, let's just say eye, yeah. that. We, we, that's been established. I, I mean, on the
1: screen, the people, the people will say The people will pick the right side. It I took trust him
2: them. far too long to see that Alexander was Yassen after all. So <laughs> far too long. All right. Okay. So next we get a scene where the future girl uh, basically does a Claudia. Show it to me.
1: Yeah. It's it's um it's interesting that they don't just kill i mean well actually we find out by the end of this episode why they don't just kill her um but it's it gets you thinking the fact they don't just they don't just shoot master at this point mm-hmm. it gets you thinking about where where this character uh is going and it, it's also it's giving this un, at this point unnamed uh scarred girl a lot of screen time which stood out to me because it was like Okay, like yeah, you've not had that much to do up until this point, and you're 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 being featured a lot in this. So something
2: important feels like it might happen with you. Yeah, she's snowballing a bit. This character, like it was very drip fed at the beginning. Um, I don't know why. I've always been drawn to this character though. I always liked this character, and I'm not sure why. Maybe it's... The, I mean, she's, the, she's like
1: she's like 13, and she knows how to use an assault rifle,
2: which is pretty cool. I don't know if she's 13. Like, she's no, maybe like, she's a bit older than that. She's like 17. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. No,
1: she's not 17. Is she is. I, no
2: I, I think she's the same age as our uh, our general group of teenagers. You think? Yeah.
1: She's pretty short. I don't know. I, I would I would put her at like 13, 14.
2: As I said, that's more proof to Conrad not being able to tell. This I mean, faces. yeah, I mean
1: to be honest, like you, you know, you work with children or work with children and, and young adults, I guess. Whereas, like, if you showed me that now I'm in my 30s, basically anyone between the ages of 10 and 20, I was like, I don't know how old you are, <laughs>
2: <laughs> like a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's why you don't work at Tesco. You just you'd you'd give them all alcohol yeah. no matter what yeah. age. You look old enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> like the head doesn't come past the counter. <laughs> Hello, sir. Yeah, like they
2: don't even need to be in like the two kids on top in of each other coat, in, in yeah. a trench coat. They don't even need to do that for you. No, no. As long as they wear like a, tr- a trilby, wear an adult hat, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm sold. Little girl walking up with a Peppa, Peppa Pig T-shirt on. And you, yeah, you're like I'm a trilby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just the one bottle of vodka, miss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So now uh, Magnus and Francisco are getting sent through the portal. Yep. Um, nice little
1: match cut of them holding hands.
2: Yep, exactly. So we match cut into them also sitting by by the lake, um, back where their romance started when Ma- when Magnus ran into the lake. Yeah, <laughs> <and
1: then, laughs> had to save her, and, and then Francisca ran away.
2: Francisco was doing a best imitation of a dead body. Um, yeah.
1: It's, it's a nice little scene, this, though. I think the, the way um uh, I've got her name down here, Gina Stiebits, I think, is the name of the, the actress who plays Francisca. The way she plays this really sells to me that she actually means it when she's talking about, you know, if they're going to die today, today, then it's fine so long as they die together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it, it is the kind of melodramatic dialogue you expect of teenagers, like the kind of thing teenagers say to each other when they're in love and they don't actually believe that death is a is a possibility um but there's an earnestness to to a performance that, that i really responded to i think um and, and i i think the scene really really perfectly encapsulates their romance as well there's just two people who uh passionately love and commit to one another and no matter what happens to them they won't be separated so we see you know one one reality where they're kind of roped into this really horrible time war and mm. in the other they just die together but in both <laughs> You know, they, they they can rely at least upon each other.
2: Yeah, they've been together the whole time. Yeah. Um, I will say it's not it's not going to be in what the dub today, but um, but this there's a moment here whenever uh, Magnus is signing. And you know how people who can speak when they're signing they kind of say the words along. But yeah. It was, just, it was just funny in the dub. Uh, it's just like the guy was just like, yeah, together. <laughs> it was. Just a, I don't know why it just took me out of it completely. It was. It was. It's like because the whisper was too clear. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's um yeah, but it probably doesn't. Well, I, I mean, I guess I've never really thought about that. But how do they get like external dialogue recorded when they're dubbing it? Do they do they just try try and like ADR in the? Well, I mean, obviously it's ADR, but yeah. do do they do they try and just put in the sort of ambient noise of a forest as well?
2: No, no, no. I think the way that they the way that it's done is that they actually get the uh the, the editing file.
1: I guess they have the audio track, the like audio the, track yeah. and it's all yeah. the
2: different tracks, so then they're able yeah. just to replace the voice, so it's still the same. Okay, uh, every- but it's still,
1: even with that, it cuts through and sounds way too clean.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's, okay. it's way too clean. Because like, obviously he's standing in a room, he's not actually out in the forest, you know, he's yeah. just like, together. Um, so on top
1: of the voice acting and translation being bad, the audio mixing is also bad on the uh, on the dub.
2: Yeah, I was because I, I had listened to it a few times, because I was like, have they, have they got him just whispering, or have they got him standing <laughs> across the room? You know, to try and get it soft anyway. Um, okay, so uh, then we come to the point I was mentioning at the beginning of the podcast where Marta is on the back of uh, Bartos' bike. Uh, yeah. Looks really stupid, uh, but yeah. it's so realistic to me. Like, yeah. you know, we've only got one bike. That's what we are going to do. She's sitting on the seat and he's standing up pedaling. Um, yeah.
1: I've never done this because I don't trust myself to not completely wipe out. But um, I've, I've known
2: it done. Oh, well, well, yeah, I, I, we, I would have done this growing up. But also, if you were very lucky growing up, you would have actually had the stunt pegs.
1: Oh, yeah, you had a BMX with the stunt yeah. pegs on the back. Yeah, and
2: then someone could just stand on the pegs. Yeah, uh, yeah. gives on a backy, yeah. That, oh, a backy. So this is where I was talking about, right? Because you were talking about doing a UE earlier. Yeah. In Australia. Now, we've got a few Australian listeners I know, so maybe they could tell me in the comments whether it's still called this or whether it was just a local <laughs> thing. Because I I was call, well, I was from uh, I was from basically a suburb outside Melbourne. I um, haven't lived there for a long time, so probably I could say I, I'm from Narry Warren, which is near near, near kind of near Cranbourne, kind of near Dandenong. So if anyone's from the Melbourne area, that's where I'm from.
1: Those don't sound like real place names.
2: Yeah, well, I, well, I was always told. Actually, you could also confirm this. I was always told that Narry Warren was like was like Aboriginal for dirty water. That's what oh, I. Oh, nice. But, but that sounds like something you would say about your town. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> dirty water. It's Comes actually Aboriginal river. for the worst fucking place in the world. <laughs> That's a very Australian thing to name somewhere. Though. It's actually Aboriginal for devil's butthole. Yeah, like <laughs> th- these are these are all real things. But uh, basically, what we used to call it was giving people a dink. A dink. A dink. Yeah, give me a um, dink. Never heard- give me okay. a dink, will you? Give me a dink. So yeah, like, no, we, either on we the pegs or on the seat. It's called a dink. Also, there's another, there's another, there's another thing we uh, we would have done is if we had like a big like uh, mountain bike. Um. Or like, I suppose it's actually you no know, more of a road bike with the with the straight bar across. Another way, <clears throat> another way you could give someone a dink. Um, and this didn't work after a certain age, but you could just get them to sit on the bar.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's you're asking for trouble if you do that. Frankly, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: It's completely unsecured, and you also can't steer. <laughs> like you're just you're you're absolutely setting yourself up for for disaster with that but uh yeah i've never heard giving someone a dink but we called it giving someone a backy uh in my neck of the woods
2: yeah i prefer dink
1: right okay dink dink is shorter certainly it cuts to the you know brevity (laughs) is the soul of wit
2: and that cuts right to the right to the heart of the issue yeah exactly right okay so they're off somewhere we'll come back to them in a minute we have um ulrich making the call again to charlotte yep
1: all the uh, by the way, while all this is happening, it's really br- this is almost like a mini montage. This section because it's all tied together by the CUC's theme, which is really cool. Mm. Like we, you don't normally get. I'm trying to think. If we've seen that before, really, but but get a character's theme over overplaying, uh, or playing over rather, ev- like action from other characters. But it, it very much sort of encapsulates this feeling that. They're setting everything the char- in motion, sort of. Okay. Yeah, the characters are basically getting in position for the big bang. Like th- th- these characters are all operating under the kind of auspices of the cleanup crew, who are about to balls everything up. Um, and uh, and yeah, like you know, we get to see the lovely pink hazmat suits at the uh, at the old power plant, which it feels like a feels like an interesting choice. Um, uh, what else? Call- I would see? call them red. Yeah, they're they're pinkish, magenta maybe. Like they're, they're, there's there's a there's a pink quality yeah, okay. to them. I'll give it. Um, you. I mean, it's not a colour that I would have immediately thought has Matt is, but I guess their purpose is to be bright. So maybe maybe like a sort of pinky, pinkish red or, or like lime green would work as well as a yellow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get Ulrich following Helga, Magnus and Francisca uh, turning up, mm-hmm. um, to to talk to Altmarter and Bartos. Yeah, a lot of stuff in this sort of mini montage.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, sort of, Francisca and Magnus show up. I think in, in a previous scene as well, we've we've also had. Oh, not yet actually, but basically, Adam will go on to say that he sent all of the people out to where they need to be. Yeah, and we'll talk. We'll touch on that in more detail in, in terms of certain things, like a certain character's name later on. But mm-hmm. um, but like he's doing that, and then straight after we see Magnus and Francisca sort of getting in their position, and they take Marta. Um, yeah. we then see Eva with her soldiers.
1: Yeah, they're all sending the boys out.
2: <laughs> yeah, so they're all sending the boys out. So do you have anything to say about the Magnus and Francisca scene where they take Marta before we move on to Eva's um, pieces? Just just that it's it's yet another example of the good versions
1: of Jonas and Marta being subjected to so much dishonesty. Um, so, you know, they basically say to her that... Um, that the, she, she can prevent the apocalypse in both worlds if she chooses them, um, which obviously isn't true. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 the complete opposite of what's going to happen. Um, and you can easily see how that she could potentially be radicalized. I mean, obviously she's not going to be based on what happens during this episode, but someone like this could be easily be radicalized into joining either, given the scale of the lies that she is being told. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know this works as a as a kind of reflection of Jonas. Um, as a reflection for Jonas as well because these people are just constantly being lied to and the scale of the lies are constantly getting bigger and bigger and bigger and so it's like we're going to cause the apocalypse and then the other side says no they're going to cause the apocalypse and it's just this constant stream of dishonesty and you can totally understand why they'd get to the point where they'd be like no I'm just going to follow myself I don't trust anyone else
2: yeah no I completely agree with you Um, and I I find that really interesting like there's certain characters now obviously it's interesting because we also see those characters after that Uh, innocent sort of vulnerable stage yeah Um, and now with this new inflection point thing is actually it brings more into the discussion in terms of is this the one that actually will go down that dark path so it actually even though it does it it sort of implies there's not really any free will it's all predetermined it also gives you the conversation of but is it the right one you know so it it actually brings in a little bit of those free will conversations even though there isn't really free will but yeah yeah Okay, cool. So Eva's uh, soldiers. So what yeah. I've done is I've, I thought we'll go through them one at a time. Yeah, because obviously I've got them all down. Yeah. So what she, what what Eva does is she sends them out to do stuff, but then in the montage we actually see each of them doing their thing. So yes. Um, we'll do that now, and then we'll maybe come back to the Adam talking to Marta scene. Is that all right?
1: Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. So first of all, obviously she talks to her her cop her. her couple of selves first. I'm just going to do it in the order that the uh, montage gives it to us. So, um, old Noah, or middle Noah, um, goes and gets Elizabeth. So, uh, and then obviously takes Elizabeth to the bunker. Yeah. Um, What did you think about this? First of all, we'll we'll focus on the Noahs first.
1: Okay, so do you want me to talk about what she actually says to them? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I didn't take a
2: note of that because I thought you would. Yeah,
1: so So Noah... She says, you bring love to make everything new, Mm -hmm. which to me seems like a pretty straightforward um, instruction. She's basically saying, get yourself together with an early girl and let's get...
2: (laughs) It also is a good implication that actually they do truly have love for each other. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think think they do. I think the show is... is, is, is pretty clearly shown us that um even if there's a guiding hand that's kind of pushing them together um so yeah i, I think his, his instruction is pretty straightforward like get get yourself together with this with with this young ellie to so make everything new not 100% sure i understand that
2: you like- have to remember as well though that this young noah is going to be being manipulated by eva just like noah was by adam because uh young noah never in, in, in even in the prime world uh, d- doesn't seem to to really have been told everything by old Noah yet. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. he doesn't grasp kind of yeah. w-
2: the scale of what he's doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so next up, we'll go to Stranger Altmarta. So she goes to 1888 and replaces the letter.
1: Mm, yeah, and uh, I actually can't remember what she... Also the watch. Yeah, I
2: can't remember what she actually says to herself. I
1: didn't write that down. But um, the fact she goes to 1888 replaces the letter and I have a theory cooking away about her ending up as the mother of one of the tan houses makes me think maybe Strange Marta is hanging out in either this timeline or an earlier timeline for a little while
2: interesting okay Um, we also have uh, Bartos saving himself and this is actually finally this is Mm -hmm. the first time we get the confirmation (laughs) (laughs) of the Bartos theory yeah, we all knew it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so
1: fucking obvious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I didn't yeah, like, you know, this, this show could have gone to the end and we'd not had this confirmation, I would still I would have gone to my grave being like, that is one hundred percent Bartos. <laughs> like yeah. there's no way that's another character. Um but yeah, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna posit something here. Oh, okay. Um So Bartosz's mission is save or what his instructions are save yourself to save us. Uh-huh. So the saving yourself is obviously him turning up in the old world uh, or him turning up in um uh 2019 in the old world to lift himself out of um out of there and take himself away from the apocalypse. Yeah. To save us. I wonder if he's going to try and break uh Martyr out of Adam's clutches. Um and there's a there's a reason that I think that when we get
2: to Egon, okay. So if we let's go to Egon. Okay, let's go to Egon. Here he is. Oh, first yep. I will say, how good is it to have old Egon back? Oh, and great to see him. Just, and beardless as well. He's cleaned himself up. Just, just his like his um, I don't know what we just say. His presence here in this sort of group, one hundred percent explains the difference in the Claudia in old Claudia.
1: Oh yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Because it's just like, okay, the 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 Tiedemann clan are on board with this from an early age, yeah. like, and and you know, Claudia was indoctrinated, never never strayed, never like developed that sort of independent streak that she did in the Prime World, mm-hmm. and that's why she's on board. Um, okay, so Egon, I'm gonna jump around a bit here, so I apologize if this gets structurally weird. But his instruction is, you must create your past uh-huh. to preserve your family tree. So presumably, the affair with Hannah. And, and the loss of his wife, I guess, is kind of what they're talking about there. But he turns up later in this episode while Hannah looks like she is having what looks like a miscarriage or potentially I just think, a very...
2: Listen, I've had two kids. If, if you're that late on and you're having that much blood, that's a miscarriage.
1: Yeah. Well, so, okay, possibly the case. Like, so...
2: I think, we can, I, think-, I, think I I. think. we've talked before about... Like this is a TV show. They show us certain things to make us think certain things. There's no way they don't want us to know, think or know she's having a miscarriage. That, yeah, that but- baby in her belly was the biggest red herring of the series, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Okay. I well,
2: think that I, I think like, come on, like how much blood's coming out? Like that's not what happens when you start giving birth.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's definitely true. But I think see, I went the other way with this. I was like, all right we've done this dance before, Doug. <laughs> like, again, like, <laughs> you I, thought they anyway, were doubling down. I thought they were... Yeah, I was like, you're saying that this is a miscarriage. I think she's having that baby and she's dying in childbirth. Like, I think that's the... I think they're going the other way with it. Because the fact that Egon st- turns up, and, and it is admittedly... Like, it, it's sight unseen if she, I just saw a woman um, yeah, yeah, bleeding yeah, yeah. that much from, from her uterus. Well, that's what I
2: assumed. I'm going to be honest with you.
1: I mean, it's a fair assumption. Like say, mm-hmm. if I just... If the if show just depicted a woman bleeding that much from her womb while pregnant i'd be like okay that's a miscarriage um but because of this show and because we see egon showing up with uh the instruction to preserve his family tree to me implies that hannah's baby is getting with someone related to egon um because otherwise what 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 relevance could there be for him um for him like okay okay, so
2: again we're coming to the end of the series now i'm going to say something here that you sh- Maybe have realized, but I don't. Re- you know, basically, Prime Hannah being pregnant with Egon's baby. Mm. So in my I read this the first time I watched it that, and I think I still believe this to be honest with you is that Egon's taking Hannah back to the fifties so she gets with Egon and still gets pregnant with the same baby as she did in the old in the Prime world.
1: Yeah, so I don't. I don't read it that way. I think she is already pregnant in this world. But that means
2: that the baby has different parents. It does. But well, I mean there are sense.
1: there are some yeah, but there are some people who there are some family trees which are slightly different between the worlds, so.
2: Okay, so it all implies so but yeah, that, you're exactly right. Except basically what I was assuming at that time is that the baby that Hannah has in the in the in the I was still believing that that baby in the prime world was going to be important to the family tree in general. Yeah. so that's what I was assuming. So that baby also needs to exist in the old, yeah, in the old world.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I do agree with that. I think that's the case. I my assumption is you that it's going to be two babies, though. Well, there's going to be one in the prime world and one in the one of the. I mean, the
2: baby she's currently got in her belly. Oh yeah, no. Do you so think uh, that's my... gonna be born, and then you think there's gonna be another one with Egon in the fifties. In the, in the I don't.
1: World. No, I don't know if I think she's gonna have one with the fifties. I think the important thing is just that she has a baby. That that's that's my read. Of so it, so of
2: your me. read is that no matter what baby comes out in either world, that baby is not gonna end up being the parent of someone. Um, what is in? Wait, sorry, say that again. So your read is that the baby that comes out in either world isn't going to yeah. be end up being the parent of someone because if no, does, I think it will. I think I think it, like, so it'll so, be the parent of because it won't have the same DNA because it'll be different fathers. So your idea is that the then the the, the person, but we've been t- we've sort of been led to believe that the only difference in the world is Jonas. So you think um, that baby's going to have something to do with Jonas's birth?
1: I no, I think it will be someone else. I but I, I mean basically like the 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 egon involvement with Hannah here makes me think that it's getting with someone who's related to Egon like that child, mm. so I guess maybe it could maybe you are you are right and she could have a miscarriage here and then go back to the fifties and have another baby with young egon that could totally that could totally make sense i to be honest, whether she has the baby here or she goes back to the fifties and has a baby doesn't actually make too much of a difference uh to to the theory I have because the fact that Egon is here preserving. Uh, Hannah's life and and kind of trying to preserve, uh, 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 either through the baby she's having now or mm-hmm. the baby she will have in the fifties, preserve that pregnancy. Kind of confirms this theory. But so I, but essentially, what I, I so. what, when when I when I kind of came to that conclusion, I started working through the family tree and being like, okay, which of the Tiedemanns or the people kind of related mm-hmm. to the Tiedemanns is that baby going to going to get with in order mm-hmm. to to preserve this family tree? So I went through and I was like, okay. We don't know Egon's parents, so it's kind of unlikely to be them. Yeah. Uh, I guess it I guess it could be, but come on, introducing <laughs> Egon's parents to two episodes left is gonna be it's gonna be a bit much. Alexander doesn't really seem that interested in romance anymore, so I'd be I'd be really surprised if they futzed with a timeline mm-hmm. to get Alexander to have Maybe. a baby with this yeah. with this, this character. Regina's dead. Okay. Uh Claudia's, Claudia's too old. Yeah. Which makes me think and given I've said Bartos is going to... Uh, going, I think he's going to 2052 to try and save Alt Marta, It okay. makes me think maybe Bartos is going to end up... Uh, like So he's involved in the time travel stuff. Yeah. Maybe Bartos is getting with this child at some point. I don't know okay, when... I like
2: that theory. Yeah, that's a good theory.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I, that's my... Are you my... implying
2: then that even if even if the idea that these two babies are different in each world, do you think that both Bartos' will get with both babies so if I say yeah. they say they're both they're both girls and they but they're both different because they have different dads. You think Bartos will get with both of them? Still, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. I, I, think, I think I think Bartos has a
2: theory there that doesn't. Doesn't hinge on on the different babies thing as well. I think the Bartos getting with the baby is a good. thing. Yeah, that's so.
1: that's kind of why that's not like the core of that theory because I think either Hannah has the baby here or she goes back to the, or she has a miscarriage and goes back to the fifties and has a baby there. I think the important thing for Egon and and the instruction that he is following is Hannah needs to have a baby and that baby needs to grow up to be with Bartos in order to have another baby. I I'm trying to get it clear in my head who I think in that order baby to have another baby be,
2: though. That would imply. Like to me it would still imply like the marrying of the of the universes you know like if, yeah. if, if if your if your theory is then going to lead on to a different theory where they have a baby that's someone, then yeah. both babies in the both worlds have to be the same
1: that is true yeah so i guess maybe she does have a miscarriage here and and she has her baby in the that's what i assumed when i saw
2: this to be honest with you when i saw the blood i know what you mean like the whole idea of like, the, yeah, that, that was, it's it like was a literal red herring you know what i mean yeah it was my first thought too but then uh, it's dark's fault it's not my fault don't blame me for this no no, no like, i'm not i'm not gonna judge though, you I'm, I'm not gonna judge you. we've been down this
1: you. road before dark <laughs> like, yeah, like right the way
2: it? you craft theories has changed so much over the because you're trying to now predict what they'll do
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm basically like trying to spot the red herrings coming, be
2: like, oh, you're yeah. not
1: going to get me this time.
2: When I, when I saw that for the first time, I, and she was bleeding, I was like, oh, my God. The whole time, this whole series, I've been thinking to myself, who the hell is that baby? And then yeah. in my head, I'm like, they just killed the baby. Like, <laughs> killed
1: yeah, her. so I mean, I, I guess if I, if I take a step back and think about it, I could go the entire opposite way with this theory and be like, well, she lost the baby in... Twenty nine, old twenty nineteen, which implies maybe she just loses the baby in Prime twenty fifty, and that's the end of it, and the whole baby storyline is a complete red herring. But I feel, but Egon's, going,
2: Egon's instruction here, uh, would, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Egon's involvement kind of implies that baby's important. I think it's going to get with Bartos, and I think Bartos and this child are going to have a baby themselves. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't get clear in my head who I think that's going to be, but it's going to be someone.
2: Very, very interesting. I will also say just at this point. After we finish episode seven, we're going to do a special sort of Friday episode because uh, we're just down to Monday episodes now because of our uh, best movie podcast ever. But I'm going to be—we're going to do a special Friday episode where we sort of do a retrospective and just really uh, culminate all of Conrad's theories before the finale. And one yeah. thing we're going to do because at that point I think I can do it—we're going to have a look at the whole family tree on Eva's floor. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. So between episode seven and eight, we're going to have a look at that and talk fully through that at that point. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. All
2: right. Okay. So next uh we have like have we have we talked about all of the different minions? Uh we haven't done Claudia. Claudia yeah, so Claudia is, um, we've already seen that, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I mean hers is just you must guide yourself to be our eyes and ears in Adam's world which had me shaking my fist and being like I told you not to trust her. <laughs> like <she's- laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah don't trust her hashtag um, don't trust that claudia not yeah, that <laughs> also,
2: there's there's a, there's, a, there's a symbolic uh sort of a, a sort of stylistic thing happening in this as well the whole montage is sort of punctuated by this split screen of both worlds with mm-hmm. uh the older and younger gary and the middle gary going about their business in the power plant in what i assume yeah. is 86 in both worlds yeah. Yeah, I think it yeah, it is
1: it looks like 86 to me with how the the bus stop is
2: presented. Yeah, that's when the, the the big meltdown happened as well. So yeah, it sort yeah. of makes sense. But yeah, um so that's, that's what I uh that I, I really enjoyed that sort of stylistic choice they made there where everything was mirrored.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really cool um it, it It's, it, it, again, it goes back to, I mean, the, the the CUC theme kind of fades out at this point, like when we're doing the, the Eric Lux and yeah. Sigma Disassemble.
2: <laughs>
1: but it's, it is yeah, it's very cool having that. It's almost like their plot is a framing device for the rest of the plot. Uh, yeah. of, of, this, of, of this montage section.
2: to me, to be honest with you, this really felt like on the same level in terms of storytelling and everything as the season finale montages from previous mm-hmm. seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: this was like a big culminating uh, montage to me um okay so let's go back then to the adam and marta um discussion Mm. um so what do you have to say about this cilia huh (laughs) who's that oh yeah he he, lists out all the people who've went away to do their thing and one Mm. of the people he mentions is cilia um yeah who's that
1: well I think she's. I mean, I'm, uh, the fact that she, he says Celia and Agnes um, in a in a, a stretch of dialogue where he's talking about people being related to each other. So I think he says Francisca and Charlotte. Uh, I can't remember actually the other names he says, but he's he's basically l- listing couplets of people who are related to each other. Yeah. And he says Celia and Agnes, which to me is like, okay, so those guys are related to each other. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> i have some kind of loose thoughts about this character purely and and to be honest this is just me slotting pegs into you know you know when you get to a point in a jigsaw puzzle where you don't really know what goes in a part but you're just like moving pieces like that yeah. one that one that yeah, one because that's you really kind want of
2: what to choose from yeah
1: yeah exactly like this that's kind of what i'm doing with this character at the moment it's like okay we've just seen a, a scene where ha- oh actually it, this might be before that scene, but either way, they're very close to each other. Um, A scene where Hannah's child is implied to be important to the Tiedemann family line. Mm -hmm. And then we get a scene with a previously unnamed character now being named, a uh, a previously unnamed female character of about the same age as young Bartos being named. I'm like, okay, (laughs) is this... (laughs) Is something happening here guys? <laughs> what's, right. what's So is, going there, on with this is,
2: is, is, is this a theory? It,
1: I mean I guess it is. It's kind of a very loose theory because I haven't got anything to base it on but apart so from who, the fact that, so, that structurally it seems like they're pointing you at this character and in, who is
2: do we know Celia yet? Like
1: no. No, I mean we don't know anything about her. That's kind of why it's yeah, why it's, it's it, stood, it stood out to me that like we get her name, we've obviously seen her uh, around but we know we we effectively the only things we know about her is that she's who, probably no, bit, hang on hang
2: on you keep saying we've seen her around you know this is maybe one of those obvious things for the three. oh okay
1: so Cecilia is the girl with the scar on her face i okay, okay that's like, what I was waiting for you yeah, to yeah. say that's that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Sorry, the theory like, <laughs> okay yeah so I mean that's 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 one theory is that Celia is the girl with the scar on her face because I feel like it has to be there's no one else in in 2052 is there any the other females game. who we don't
2: know the name of yeah
1: uh, yeah exactly and and to give us this name and and to sort of bring this character to the foreground in shortly after we see the implication that the the Tiedemann family line will hinge on the baby that Hannah will presumably give birth to, either, either now or in the 50s. Like after our discussion, it's probably going to be in, in the 50s. Makes me think that maybe she grows up to be this
2: girl. Who grows up to be that? Oh, that, that child.
1: Hannah's, yeah, Hannah's baby with Egon maybe grows up to be maybe grows up to be this girl. Okay.
2: Um, Interesting. That's very interesting to me because it then also shits upon your the whole discussion we had five minutes ago about possibly the children being different because if, if Alt-Egon is going to Alt-Hannah to preserve the timeline, then surely they have to have the same child
1: yeah I mean I think like after that discussion I'm like okay maybe she doesn't have that that baby that she has in in 2019 well, you she had no the, you had the theories on that anyway like the... no I was just like I, I I mean it's still just like loosely I think Hannah is having a baby and uh if it's the one with Egon that probably makes more sense because it mirrors across both worlds then and I think that baby is going to grow up to become Celia. and then I think Celia and Bartos are going to get together, and I think we're probably maybe we'll see that next episode because I—that's I, kind of why I thought mm-hmm. maybe Bartos is going to 2052 to try and okay. save Alt Marta because he's then going to come across Cilia there, mm. and there's going to be some some Adam fuckery where it's like I've been waiting for you, Bartos, <laughs> and then they and then he sends them off to the. Like,
2: oh, the, okay, yeah, that's interesting. Sends um, them off to the 20th. So that would together, mean, that would imply that uh, the Alt Bartos gets with the Prime Cilia.
1: Yeah, I guess it would actually, which implies the opposite also happens. Yeah.
2: Um, I hadn't that, really thought that, about that. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Um also, I will just draw you back. Didn't you have a theory? I don't know if you actually put it in the matrix, but you had a theory from earlier in the season whenever Agnes before Agnes went through the portal, uh she was hugging that that future girl. So you yeah. had a theory that they were related in some way.
1: Yeah. I don't already. know how that works. You now, already though. you already
2: had that uh theory already. I still think they are <laughs> because like it's maybe she's
1: had her- Maybe she's Agnes. It would be so typical of Dark if Agnes was her daughter. (laughs) Yeah. That would be so fucking typical of this show to be like, oh yeah, see this old woman and this young girl, uh, this mother and daughter, but not the way of thinking. But if that's the case, then
2: who else would be a child of that character?
1: Who? I'm trying to think now. Oh shit. That would make, that would be... Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting, eh? Old, 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 old that's Monsieur where, Tauber. If that's if
2: that's where your theories go, and that's I hadn't
1: it. even thought about that. I mean, that's God, a big that, ma- that makes their relationship that makes their relationship uh, of uh, Bartos and 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 uh, Father, Tauber. <laughs> <laughs> Father really, Tauber. Really, really, where the hell do you get that name from? If that's uh, that, I don't know. That's a weird name. That kind of bullzes my theory up a bit, actually. With the name Hanno Tauber because that's not. Yeah. I guess they. I guess uh, like Agnes's dialogue has implied that she just picked that the the name Agnes Nielsen because that's what she needed to handle. I'm
2: really, I'm really stretching out on a limb here, but I just think I want to see, I want to hear you laugh about it. Like, but Hanno, I'm leading. I'm sort of the audience might be annoyed at me for this, but I'm sort of leading you down a particular path. Okay. The name Hanno is very similar to another name in the show.
1: Yeah, that is true. What was in Hannah?
2: Yeah, and if your th- if your sort of theory you're crafting right now is is the case, wouldn't that make Hannah Hanno's grandmother? So maybe Hanno was named after Hannah.
1: Yeah, that is that's a good point. That is. I was more thinking of the Tauber to be honest, but yeah, that no, is that no, is no, a know, good point. I know,
2: I know, I know. The Tauber doesn't really make much sense for this, but I mean, that's where, when I was at this stage, and once I heard the name Hanno, and I was starting to put things together in my head, I honestly was thinking to myself, I was like, Hanno, Hannah. There must be some sort of connection here, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean that that is that is a good point. They are similar to each other. I've been burned with this before with the whole uh, Boris Nievald thing, which is like Nilsson and Karlwald.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no.
1: <laughs> I know. Like that could still come true. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit that down. Though. I'm gonna say so. Hannah's having Cilia. I'm pres- like I'm gonna I'm scratching the 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 baby off from 2019. That one's a lost cause. Get rid of that one. We don't care about that baby. Um, that could be Peter Doppler. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, uh, poor Peter. What happens to him in 2019? An alt 2019 just gets blown up, I guess. Yeah, I think, um, I think
2: Peter's sort of in a similar boat to Boris at this stage in the story in that it, it was like really, really laced with red herrings that he was going to be someone. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be the Noah. It's like, no, he's just a priest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But yeah, okay. So Hannah's going to have Cilia. I need to get it straight in my head now. Hannah's going to have Cilia with Egon in we have to we'll have to do a vincest on this if this turns out to be
2: right. Jesus Christ. Well basically that whole that that whole uh, retrospective episode will basically be a, a vincest incest episode. <laughs> that whole thing.
1: Yeah and then Sylvia gets with Bartos. Bartos will then Bartos and Sylvia will then have Agnes and Noah. Yeah. Which then means that uh, <laughs> then it means that Bartos and Jonas and Marta are related through marriage as well god it's all I I agree with no I wouldn't be just I would related. With Adam it
2: wouldn't be just related through marriage it would be related related because wouldn't bother oh, yeah, be the fa- had, yeah. father of Agnes yeah. and Agnes oh, is god. the grandmother
1: burn it all down I'm with Adam I'm on Adam's
2: side now just burn it all start again <laughs> Jesus right. Christ okay so then um Marta gets put in the fryer uh, yep um, I can't quite remember the very end of this scene I know eventually it goes into Magnus and Francisca in know world for the Apocalypse but at the end of the scene do we see like do we see I think should, it all encompasses her and I think it ends with it just flying around her and we don't really know what's going to happen that's how that's yeah why. I
1: mean it doesn't the implication is it's not good yeah. uh, and, yeah. and, and <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know her, she, she sort of let's lose this this really like blood curdling scream we haven't really heard any characters like properly scream in pain yet and this is just this moment where it's like I, I i don't know why but for some reason it just it got to me it's kind of like i don't know what it's doing to her but the the, the scream to me implied she's almost like the reality of her being is being like torn apart like yeah, it's yeah. not just physical it's it's kind of almost uh it's like metaphysical i guess it's like this 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 uh, there's something being like rended within her that that is is worse than just being killed um and it's it's awful the way it's presented and and you know adam seems to be kind of um he seems he looks remorseful uh and i also think it's really heartbreaking that this is i think the first time we've heard anyone refer to adam as Jonas to his face um uh i don't don't think anyone else has ever done it which Mm -hmm kind of brings you back into the core of the relationship that these two have where yeah, yeah. they do love each other or they did love each other at one point but yeah this is this is where it ends for um for one of our alt martyrs um and then we go into our yeah our apocalypse montage
2: yep and uh francisca and magnus do a rogue one
1: yep just watch as the as the world burns
2: yeah exactly uh and it's that's- quite
1: touching though and i, I think um uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in this montage. Um, the, the, in fact, actually, the music as well. I think is it's either Block Party or just Kelly O'Kareki singing. Um, I don't know whether it's a sample because I don't recognise the song, but it's a, another really cool, uh, really cool song choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff in this apocalypse montage. Um, and the, um, I'm trying to remember oh there was something I wanted to talk to you about oh we see um stranger looking more and more like a character from the prestige that was a big bit of it yeah. I, I really enjoyed um he does he... he does look
2: like he looks like uh what do you call him uh Tesla or something yeah
1: yeah he looks a lot like nikola Tesla um but yeah um it's it's a it's a great montage trend the show and then yeah just the explosion to black and uh we're left wondering what's going to happen in the next episode.
2: Two more to go. Right, let's get yeah. into the roundup.
1: Okay, let's do it.
2: Okay, so the IMDb rating for light and shadow, Licht und Schatten, is 9.3. Which is one is actually less than last week. Last week's was 9.4. I mean, at this stage, they're all sort of in that area. like. But, yeah,
1: um, they're, all, they're all kind of bad. Like, I, it's funny, actually, I went into this one having pretty low expectations because i think you said to me last week that this wasn't as well received as the previous episode but i thought this it's, was another yeah a great yeah.
2: one well uh, and the comments based on last week as well they said that some of the, some people are actually saying that this episode was their favorite um yeah which, i thought it was a great episode it's a great to be honest it's a great see the see the second half of this series this this season season 3 there's not a bad episode there isn't a bad episode i'm just yeah, thinking of yeah. things that happen in 7 and 8 i'm just thinking of those episodes and in my mind <sighs> I think I think the inflection point reveal is an, isn't an, and then the Eva's soldiers and then Marta getting obliterated pr- <laughs> yeah. probably are big enough occurrences for this episode to be viewed in the same way. And I, I just yeah. have to say I was I was incorrect. When I when I looked back on what this episode was going to be, I was less excited for it. Having said that, yeah. I think I was wrong to not be excited for it.
1: Yeah, I thought this was an absolute banger. I thought it was a really good episode. I mean I'm I'm super looking forward to seven and eight because if they if they up the ante on this that we might have a couple of a couple of tens couple of tens on our hands or fives or whatever you want like how you want to rate them but uh yeah this was this was a great episode i I love the um i, I love the the way it is able to very quickly explain to you the concept of and the ramifications of the inflection point stuff. Like I could see a lot of shows with worse writing getting bogged down in the really stodgy science of that. And, and, and which is not to say that this doesn't address the science it does. It just does it in a really kind of light, smart way where it's like, here's how this works. Trust us. We'll, we'll get you there. And, uh, and then they, you know, they, they show us, 17 different martyrs or how many we end up with oh <laughs> quantum, in fact that quantum
2: would... entanglement they gave us the yeah, science. buzzword
1: too exactly i think quantum entanglement was a term used in mass effect the video game to talk about they basically quantum entangle two atoms which then allow you to talk across really long distances in mass effect so i think it maybe is a real concept I, oh, I, it, I don't it is know. a real
2: concept how you know obviously they're taking a scientific concept and applying it to a narrative so i'm not quite i haven't really looked it up to be honest with you um yeah.
1: Yeah. um the, the, there was one thing i wanted to mention actually in the in the in the montage which uh, i forgot to which is that it during the montage we see claudia turning up oh, uh, prime claudia um mm-hmm. with the pipe in the scene where alt claudia meets her for the first time
2: yeah that's how she came into the room because she
1: thought yeah. So. yeah so is that implying that what we saw with um old claudia like it's, it's the first time that the show hasn't done i know i know it obviously doesn't have a linear narrative in traditional mm-hmm. sense but things are still kind of happening at the same time across the different the different timelines if you like well i think and that one
2: was definitely like in the past like we, we yeah we that, that it just that really moment. stood
1: out to me as like oh we're doing like non-linear narrative now like you're yeah. you're you that you've that scene you showed us between the cloudies actually happened before everything in this episode i guess yeah. or uh, after everything in this episode um yeah but yeah that that just that just stood out to me as a as a, a a a new uh, narrative technique that they're employing, which again, yeah. two episodes from the end of your show.
2: <laughs> I, I I think uh, to be honest right with you, there. um, it's it's also like it. They were doing that anyway with the with the unknown going to the power plant because that That's wasn't true. on the yeah, same yeah. day. And I, and I think that they probably talked about that and they were like, well, should we show Claudia meeting up with Claudia again at the same time? But we want to really hammer home that this is, this is the moment where she actually went back to do that, want that thing we were already seen. Yeah. So I, I think they are breaking away from the mold a little bit, uh, just to sort of make sure that we all have putting, left. Yeah. We're putting, the, <laughs> we're, put, we're putting the pieces in the right place in our mind where they need to be. Yeah. And I think if they showed us a different scene between them talking, uh, because I'm sure they did meet up more than once, uh, but whenever if they showed us a different scene, then maybe more of the audience wouldn't have cottoned on to actually, it's all happening the same way it always has, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it just it, it stood out to me. But um, yeah, sorry to to go back to the general the general thoughts. I yeah, I can't wait for the the seven and eight. I I trust that they will land this plane. But as I say, I don't think it's landing on the runway that I thought it was at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, an alternate runway.
2: <laughs> yeah, an alternate runway. Inflected. Uh, yeah. But all right, yeah, cool. Uh, well, what about we get into a week segment then? Yeah, let's do it. What the dub? This week in What the Dub, very very simply. <laughs> Whenever they were talking about uh, all the different characters and Adam was listing them, the, the actor who plays Adam said Agnes and Silja. Nice.
1: I. this is one of the few times where i'm going to repeat a joke that we mentioned before we started recording but it's it's fran- frankly and the listeners you will thank me for doing this don't you worry frankly it bears repeating and that is uh the this character will now be known as Silja boy
2: for uh, the rest of the rest of the show <laughs> Silver boy soldier boy so was it superman that ho yeah superman that ho that ho being Bartos um, <laughs> yeah. oh that's your theory <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah look, look forward to Sil. I, the, the problem with that as well is this is going to be like a tronty situation where soldier. i eventually got away from calling him tronty because like i saw I, I pronounced his name oh i heard his name pronounced correctly enough times yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. it stopped affecting me but i've only got two episodes left of sil silvia so i'm just i know next episode i'm just gonna call a fucking soldier
2: <laughs> it's gonna soldier boy. Yeah, um, boy yeah i uh to be honest with you um that's awful. So they say they say stuff like uh, Niewald, right? So they've decided very much not to do the V, Niewald. They've decided not to do that, right? Yeah. Which is fair enough. But you have to question that decision when it gets to the point where you're saying Silja. Like, yeah. that's so wrong. There's no, it's all. Uh, can you imagine only ever watching this show? Like, maybe you're someone who's never watched a show from a foreign language before, and you're watching it in English dub, and then, like, sort of, and then you're watching it, and then forever you think that character is called Silja.
1: I mean, to be honest, at the point that you're doing that, why not just rename the characters? Like, I, 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 I feel like mispronouncing someone's name is way worse than just being like, okay, she's going to be called Sophie in the yeah. English version yeah, because yeah, yeah. we don't want to engage with the, the the German pronunciations of these words. It's like, like, what do you, what do you? I guess it's harder when maybe some characters their names are written down or something, so maybe it's harder to kind of uh, to get around that. But it's just it's is so Silja sh- written down? Well,
2: we'll only have to wait and see.
1: Oh well yeah I guess it is. Well, I, it must be. It must be on that floor. When <laughs> yeah. we look at that floor, I'm going to I I can't wait to look at that floor and see what's going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um okay, so I also don't want you to look at that floor prior to uh us no, having the chat about it, okay? Cuz I will we'll, we'll I'll, I'll we'll we'll give you a copy of it and we'll both look at the copy together, all right? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Also, so that was that was uh, what the dub. pretty pretty un unremarkable, but it's also stupid, <laughs> you know just yeah just like
1: really hammering home the lack of respect the the people who dubbed this show had for the uh for the original i know
2: stupid
0: a stranger from the outside
2: all right so the questions this week we've got a few of them uh first one comes from marvin marvin says uh to this is to conrad obviously thoughts on the full eret lux lineup uh some really came off uh, came out of nowhere uh, but it's interesting how all of these characters are on the same side in this world when they have uh they were happily betraying and murdering each other, in the other one, is Eva just a better leader than Adam? I think she just gets them younger.
1: I think this is what Adam's trying to do by like recruiting kids into uh, into uh, his, his club in in like the 1920s. But but Eva's just better at it. But I, I guess actually thinking about it, you've got Bartos, Claudia, Egon, so they're all Tiedemanns. If my theory is right, you've also got Noah, who is a Tiedemann, mm-hmm. and then by that ex- by extension of that. If 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 my theory holds, then Marta is also, uh, although she's a Nielsen, she's also related to Bartos because he's like a great, great grandfather. Yeah, so they're, they're they're basically. I mean, I know this is kind of this is true of all, pretty much all characters in Dark at this point. But there's a very sort of direct line of lineage there. Whereas when you look at Sigmundus, they're a bit more scattershot Although I, sp- I suppose they
2: hmm, it would be
1: the same using...
2: line of it would be the same line in both both worlds, though, wouldn't
1: it? Well, he's got like the, the Dopplers aren't involved. The, like so Ellie and Ellie and Charlotte aren't involved um or don't appear to be um anyway I guess Ellie is kind of involved
2: because she's yeah, she sort of like it still has to happen the same way yeah
1: yeah but they're not but like I mean we haven't seen a sort of haggard version of Ellie and Charlotte in like the post-apocalyptic world who mm-hmm. are like working with Eva so yeah. I mean I guess that probably does happen but then maybe le- they're, they're less they're they're given less to do in that in that reality.
2: Yeah, yeah, Eve is like a real control freak over it.
1: Yeah, but it was—it's very cool. I loved seeing the lineups of of, of the quote-unquote the boys, even though there are there are plenty of women in there as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. like the the, the the to me, I honestly chuckled out loud whenever Egon. <laughs> In that oh yeah, Egon, Like, how did you get in there, Egon? <laughs>
1: do you think he was out? He was out buying milk or something, and he just stumbled into like the Eric Lux headquarters in like the 1950s, <laughs> and he just was too polite to say anything, and he got roped into the cull.
2: <laughs> yeah, 100. percent That's what happened. Uh, so Cabu Cross says, question for both of you: What do you think about the reveal that Alexander is Boris? Do you think he's brainwashed by someone, or does he really think his name is Boris? I mean, we know his name is Yassin. Yeah. The moment I mean, he sent everyone to do something was there a moment? Uh know yeah, yeah what, what, what do, you think, what do you think about
1: that. I, I mean it's obviously a cover. Like he yeah. he's telling Bartos the truth but you know not the whole truth. Bartos isn't
2: ready for that yet. Yeah.
1: He'll take he'll take the Yasin secret to his grave.
2: Yeah, yeah, that one is that one is one that he can't give up uh really yeah. because it, that's sort of the thread to the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> m- maybe it's because he is the minotaur. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So the moment Eva sent everyone to do something was the moment I really could feel that there is a war to control time. Yeah, they really felt like soldiers sent to do their mission. This episode also had one of my favorite montages. I think we could disagree with you there, Cabby Cross. I think yeah, you're pretty. Online. Uh,
1: that was. I mean, I, I think that was spot on. I, I have big. The interesting thing about this episode is how it recontextualizes a lot of what's come before it, which I think is a, a, an example of really strong writing. Because mm. I, I've spent most of this series trying to get my head around what adam is actually trying to achieve because he's like i want to blow up everything and then i'd be like but why and, <laughs> and 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 it wouldn't really give you that answer and it it was in some ways uh, frustrating but also the rest of the show's writing is good enough that it doesn't doesn't really detract from that but then in this episode you and to a lesser extent the last episode you really get your sides laid out it's like okay here's eric lux here's sigmundus this is the they're, they're off to war to you know that we're getting to the climax of this fight and we finally understand the, the, the full scope of like what they're actually doing and why mm-hmm. they want to do it um, and it's really satisfying to get to that moment
2: yeah exactly um, Beatrice says do you think that the, the reason Eva is more successful in her plans is because all versions of ourselves are aligned I mean Uranus and the stranger are always at war with themselves fighting not only uh, Adam but also against each other while all martyrs have the same goal Her cult is also apparently formed by people who want to do their part rather than reluctant participants. I think you're onto something there, Beatrice. To be honest with you,
1: yeah, I I think Eva's definitely organised her people better. But
2: having said that,
1: Eva played her hand. I think when she killed, um, when she had Jonas killed, and I don't, I think I think she might have done it too early. Whereas Adam has waited until he basically has. Um, well I mean I guess he's doing kind of the same thing but his way of dealing with Marta seems a lot more uh, what's the word I'm looking for like definite than just shooting Jonas like he seems to be doing something to Marta that is significant uh, or more, potentially more significant for both worlds um, so I, I think Eva, although she may have the, like the appearance of being more organised I think she may have played her hand a little early Because I definitely coming out of this episode, I definitely felt like Sigmundus had the had the upper hand.
2: Yeah, like the way that you know she's saying Adam's never figured it out, and then all of a sudden you see, or Adam knows it's the origin. He knows how to destroy the origin. Yeah. Um. So that is really interesting. At the end of this episode, definitely you think, well, Eve is a bit of a fool. She doesn't know what Adam's up to. We'll yeah, but I'm happens. fully
1: expecting, like you know, talking about that boxing match, feel, match feeling. I'm fully expecting next episode to have a a couple of exchanges of blows where the you know the sides kind of switch in uh, in terms of their position of power.
2: Yep, um, looking, forward, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on whatever happens um, So MH has asked a couple of questions I think we, we answered both of these But I didn't want to just ignore you MH Because there aren't very many questions this week um, First thing says How did the cleanup crew survive the apocalypse When they didn't seem to make any attempt to leave Well, uh, I think I gave that answer in the, in the main episode there Where they weren't actually in the same time as the apocalypse
1: Yeah, I guess so They weren't in only, 2019 only the middle one was in oh no they're both in the eighties they're they both they, in eighties yeah. in
2: different worlds yeah yeah um, and then the next one what, in what way will Egon make sure that Hannah survives the apocalypse and his lineage lineage will be continued well I think we talked about that extensively yeah um, he's
1: taken out a... get her pregnant and then have a, a whole bunch of babies and Con- yeah her. Conrad has
2: a lot of big theories about what those babies are going to do too yeah which is great Master on your north does Conrad think the Trinity were uh, was sabotaging. At the time of the oh okay we've mentioned that already we thought it was in the eighties. Uh, I, I initially thought blah blah blah. Okay, I think we've answered that. Also, does Conrad think that Marta was actually killed by the energies of both apocalypses? I, I feel like. So, like at the end of the episode, was she killed or not?
1: I'd be really surprised if we see a
2: body after that.
1: Like, it feels very, very. It's like, it's like every
2: single atom of her body was sent to a different time or something. Yeah,
1: like have you ever seen? Have you seen the Watchmen movie?
2: no oh yes, okay. yes i've seen the movie yeah
1: so the bit where like uh billy crudup gets turned into dr Manh- manhattan yeah. he's in like uh he's in like the radiation chamber and he just gets pulled apart basically yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what i imagine happened to marta so i mean i think she's i i think she is dead but i think that doesn't really encapsulate the full totality of what was done to her. <laughs> yeah. like she does it's not just she's dead she just doesn't exist anymore i think
2: uh yeah I don't know yeah I don't think we'll see a body but it definitely <laughs> it definitely seems like she was uh, I think the word is obliterated <laughs> yeah
1: it, did, it it didn't it didn't seem good as I said before she didn't seem to be enjoying herself uh so yeah I don't expect to see that martyr again exactly
2: okay so question from Allah um Allah Ila I think it's Allah uh, as much as I love Dark and I think it's one of the best shows I've made one thing is not clear or I'm not clear on. Even to this day, in the alt in the world... Okay, so let's... I haven't actually pre, pre-read this, so hopefully there's not really anything to s- spoilery in the explanation. Uh, but okay. We'll try and do it for you. Uh, all, in the old world, Eva's world, if Mikkel never time-traveled to the past and Jonas was never born, did not exist, how did Helga get his eye injury? Do you think Ulrich still went back in time to try and kill him? Um, also, was Helga involved with killing those missing kids with Noah... Even though has never existed in Eva's world. So I think I, we're going to be very vague here because we haven't really seen everything that's happened. But I think it's very much alluded to that Ulrich is now following Helga into the caves yeah, like he did yeah, in the first season. Reason. So Conrad, I think this particular commenter here proves my point that I do, I do believe showing these scenes was necessary for everyone's understanding yeah. That, that things still happen the way they should happen. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, my my understanding is, yeah, Auric follow has followed Helga into, I guess, it would be the eighties, given where we know the cave goes. Um, well, we've sort
2: of surmised, yeah, it's like the future. It's two thousand nineteen and the eighties. Yeah, that's yeah. What said. So,
1: uh, so you know, he's, he's gone to the eighties to do it. I, I assume that the timeline is going to go, like, is going to proceed pretty much as as it um, as it did. Um, in in the prime world. Um, and I'm and, you know, talking about Sigmundus not existing. I'm assuming Eric Lux are doing pretty much the same stuff that Sigmundus are doing in terms of chucking bodies around the place uh, so that they're found by yeah. the people that need to find them.
2: Yeah, I think I think that this inclusion of the Ulrich storyline, old Ulrich storyline, is to show you that everything that we're not really seeing is still happening. Yeah. Um, also, I will say, Ella, um, I'm not going to confirm or deny this for Conrad, but there may or may not be a scene... At some point in the next two episodes, which basically gives you the answer to that question. So oh. that just sho- that just shows me maybe a rewatch is in order. I think And a rewatch is in order, which is never a bad thing, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, okay, so Frack and Toaster Lover says, question for both of you. If you have to choose between Adam and Eva's goals, uh, assuming there is no third option, uh, obviously, yeah, because it's all predetermined, there has to be one of them, uh, you must choose one or the other. Which uh, would you prefer? Keeping the loop going endlessly or destroying everything? I mean
1: it's a bit of a Sophie's Choice really like I kind of I I think in purely pragmatic terms it's better for one reality to exist than none um so I would probably side with Eva but in terms of like empathizing with the characters I'm very much on Adam's side and it's like nope like Adam has basically got to the point of mutually assured destruction in this, where it's like if you're taking my world down, I'm taking your world down, which I can kind of respect <laughs> as a as a position, petulant yeah. though it may be. It's it's sort of it's I can kind of I understand how he got there, but you know if we're being purely pragmatic about it, I guess having one reality is better than none, even if it's a rubbish reality where there's a time loop.
2: Yeah, I'd probably agree. I think the reason why Adam wants to burn it all down is because of this weird loop of incest and stuff yeah um, yeah i think i would rather exist as a product of incest than not exist at all um yeah i agree yeah um i
1: i <laughs> that said that i mean claudia's fixing this i've got every. i have like claudia is the one that i've been hold, holding on to for like three seasons of television i'm like what's claudia up to <laughs> and i'm expecting her to come riding in with an assault rifle on a, and a motorbike. The way she he fixes like, it, she just kills everyone? Yeah, times up, bitches, and yeah. then just like, <laughs> <laughs> guns are down, down Eric likes that's,
2: Yeah. Well that's 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 we'll see. Wait and see. We'll wait and see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh last question from handsome head injury. Why was Boris slash Yasin going to stay home that day? Were he and Bartos going to f- play first-person shooters on the Nintendo PlayStation? <laughs> <laughs> on a, a Nintendo PlayStation. Listen,
1: first off, they weren't going to play first-person shooters. They were going to play The Surge, which is a Dark Souls-like game. All right, get it right. Um, yeah. oh, actually, definitely. we haven't seen we haven't seen what old Bartos plays. Maybe he's really into like JRPGs or something. They're going to play Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely what they were going to do.
2: Um, no, no. You look at his hair. He plays Dead by Daylight, and he's always the killer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, old Bartos is definitely a, a problematic Twitch streamer who occasionally has like heated gamer moments where he drops racial slurs yeah. <laughs> on the and I,
2: and I think this, this from HamstimHeadedry is a brilliant thought to end on because we mentioned it earlier ourselves. Boris slash Yatin says, Regina is the best thing that ever happened to him. No mention of Bartos. Even his dad thinks he's just meh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: like... <laughs> like- I mean, is to be that, honest with you, Mare is probably the most positive feeling anyone's ever had towards Bartos. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: a, a Bartos, uh, the fact that anyone thinks of him at all is he should be grateful,
2: for, for, frankly. Right, guys, that's us this week. Thanks very much for watching um, and listening. We are going to be back next week for episode seven. Ho, 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 it's hotting up now. I cannot wait. Episode seven is most a lot of people's favorite episode um of, yeah, the whole, of, the, of the whole show so looking forward to it make sure that you leave a comment for uh conrad or a question for conrad for next week um we're really getting there now so if you just want to leave a comment uh, we're also going to be doing a retrospective uh on conrad's thoughts and also looking at that family tree so if there's something in particular you want us to hone in on that let us know um uh, apart from that can you subscribe on audio apps can you subscribe on the youtube channel Uh, give us a like, it really does help Uh, then could you also, if you really want to talk to us in private, away from those damn dastardly YouTube comments you can send us an email at adpodmail at gmail.com apart from that, I think we're ready Oh, I've I've just said apart from that again, I will keep saying it because it's it's, it's involuntary it's involuntary at this point (laughs) Uh, but apart from that, goodbye goodbye
1: Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.